Blog Talk Radio. more nefarious in my personal opinion and 
this time it isn't a it, it's never a push to get back to normal, but it's a push to reach re um to reset your thoughts and to change you. We we're we're in the midst of social engineering, I feel like at the highest levels. Okay, so we're gonna talk about that. I'm gonna talk about that a little later on in my it's a word. Okay, my it's a word is gonna be kind of twofold. I think this whole thing is gonna kind of be it's a word. You know what I'm saying? What I'm gonna talk about because I got a lot. I got a lot to kind of just I I want to really kind of touch on. So. I feel like, yeah, this is going to be kind of the whole thing is going to be <laughs> it's a word a moment, okay? So let me tell you all about my week, okay? My week this week was really, really good. It's really good. I've, I've been having a good week. You know that Maya Angelou, okay, I'm a Barbie collector. So for those of you who don't know and you, you're listening to the show and you're just like, oh, you know, uh, Carlotta, you're what? I, I love collecting Barbies. I'm a, I'm a Barbie doll. Uh, person, I love it. So I have lots of Barbie dolls, and so one of the my last Barbie doll, I got this Elton John Barbie doll collector's item. It's, she's so cute. Okay, and uh, John Biscuit. I never know if I say his name right. Um, I got that, and I got, but I wanted the Maya Angelou, right? And so I was like, I thought it was at Target, so I rushed to Target to try to get it, but it, it hadn't, it wasn't there in the store. So I got to order it online, and I got it. I pre-ordered it. I'm so excited about it. I, I just asked, had to happen to be reading one of my emails, and I saw that it was going to be a Maya Angelou Barbie. So is that like the um, for Barbie collectors? That's the ultimate. Okay, so that that's pretty fun. Okay, so I'm I'm excited about that. And also, I'm getting prepared because you know I, I'm. I'm in and out of school. I'm trying to finish up my degree, okay? So I'm back in school, and, you know, I have a class to start next week. And so classes are so different now because we do everything online, right? And so, uh, you know, it is – I'm getting my mind prepared for that because I'm – my. for those of you who don't know, I, I major in theater. So I like – so I have to do, you know, you know I know. You know, it's something I started when I was young, and I wanted to finish it, okay? But uh, one of the things we, you know, when you're getting into the theater things, I have to do a lot of recording this uh, this semester. So I'm kind of like, you know, I'm trying to get used to that than being in class and having to do, like, you know, the, the, my stuff there. But now I'm gonna, I'm having, you know, I'm going to be recording and turning stuff. In. So I'm I'm trying to get used to this whole thing, okay, this whole situation. But the good news is the shit is winding down, okay? <laughs> I'm glad about that, okay? And you know what? I got to watch some good reality TV this week. I did. I got to catch up on some of y'all stuff. I still haven't catch up on um, some things I told y'all, but, you know, it's okay. We getting there. Uh, let's see. So this week... Should I talk about one of my fa- I got to watch one of my favorite uh, things to watch on YouTube. I love Shane. Shane Body, the girl say I guess Shane uh, off of, uh, on YouTube. Her and her husband. I love to watch them. And this week she had this really good um, uh, thing about her husband being a gold digger because her husband's much younger than her. He's like six years older than her. Six years younger than her. Sorry, but he's so. Let me tell you something. He is so deliciously cute. You know, I, I, here's the thing about it. I, I understand why she, why she, why she married him. I love watching her. 
She used to be on Steve Harvey. I don't know if y'all remember when Steve Harvey used to have, the Steve Harvey show used to come on, and Steve Harvey would have dating panels, and a lot of times he would have Jalissa uh, Bermudez on there, and then he had this one girl who's like a, she's sort of, sort of like a teacher, more like a sex teacher and stuff. That was Shane, okay? So she also has her own YouTube channel, and she does her own content, and her and her husband do, and they talk about sex and stuff like that. And I forget the other girl that used to be on there, but her and Jalissa used to be on there a lot, okay? So, uh, so, so, but Shane, Shane is really, uh, she always had great uh, answers to questions. I mean, just very thoughtful. Some things I disagree with her on, but a lot of things I, I like about her, I love watching her. More than anything, I love watching the show, watching her little YouTube things because I love her and her her husband's energy. I just like they are so dope. They, you know, it's when you know when you see them couples and you like they're so cute. Not cute, like they real beautiful, like they real good looking. But then it's like they're not just beautiful; they got this vibe to them. I mean, they're like it's like, and they share a lot of their stuff, you know, online now. I was watching this this particular uh, episode that she had out talking about my husband a gold digger, right? And, you know, because he's a lot younger than her, and they both kind of built her platform together that they have today, right? And so a lot of people sometimes will assume her, her, her husband is a gold digger. And they just had a baby. She just had a baby, I think, too. So uh, so it's, it was an interesting conversation with them, and they were talking about how they built their platform, where they started, Stuff like that. I really enjoyed it. But here's the thing: I kept thinking. So I watched another episode too, where she was talking about her being pregnant, and she and they were talking about sex, and you know, he was saying how he didn't like pregnant sex and everything. But here's the thing: I loved about what I was watching. It's just come to my mind. Okay, I was watching this, and, and you guys could go watch it. Shane, I think it's Shane Body on YouTube. You can look at all her episodes, him and hers episodes. Even they show their wedding or something, going far back or whatever. But one of the things I was laughing about watching it this week is because it kind of struck me like, you know, he's a young guy, very much more. You can tell he's much more immature than her. Like he's he's getting he's gaining maturity, but you can see that she's the mature one. She's six years older. You can you can tell it too, and they just they just had a baby. But you you can see him trying to trying to meet the. Uh, the the obligation of being married to this power this powerful force that is this young lady okay so what I noticed and it, it it took me aback though then I just I was just thinking about it and I said you know because we talk about a lot on here about hypergamy and stuff like that all this that stuff and you know, she was, they talk about how their relationship started off as, you know, friends with benefits. I mean, like, she wasn't really thinking of him as serious and stuff, you know. I think she was, but she just thought in her head, he's young, I'm not going to get this guy or whatever, but it ended up being so that they ended up really liking each other. But what I, here's, it, what struck me the most was the love of a woman, okay? Because I was like, as I watched their videos, you can see all kind of red flags in this fucking relationship, <laughs> I mean, you can see all the red flags of the world, like you know, especially you know the having the reality portion of it, sharing a lot and everything, the way they do. But the one powerful thing that struck me more than anything, 
And I thought to myself, well, damn, I mean, I'm just telling y'all, I'm just talking about this particular show. If you're just now tuning in, I'm talking about this show I've been viewing on YouTube. Uh, I gotta look it. Let me look it up here so I can make sure I give y'all the right YouTube channel so y'all can go look it up. But the one thing I noticed was her love for him. I was, like, so struck by it because, I, I, you know, I was like, why am I so, why do I watch them so much? And it's just, it's not that I don't like the uh, content because they have really good content and really great conversations. Plus, I love a good sex conversation, okay? (laughs) I am a Scorpio, (laughs) right? So I love, so I love the way they're so honest and forthright about sex and their relationship and how they're growing. And I'm older than them, but I can learn from, I learn so much from listening to them, okay? So, what I really um, let me see what's am I gonna get? Let me see if I can. I'm gonna see if I can pull it up, you guys. Y'all know how I be doing on here. I be this show. See, so y'all can make sure y'all I can give y'all the right thing to watch. Okay, and I might let y'all hear a little bit of them, a little bit of the show. But uh, it is what's her her YouTube is Shane. Shan Body, Sean Body. I don't know what her name is. I think there's her name, Shane. I have to see what her name. Hold on, let me see. Uh, yeah, the name of the and Gerard is her husband. Jared, Jared, or something like that is her husband. Yeah, but it's 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 really good. And he's a, he's he's a musician and he's really good. Like it's not he's not bad. You know how you know you thinking like. Is he gonna be a is he gonna be like a bum music? You know how somebody think they talking about they doing music, but he's actually good and he's good looking. So I don't understand why he haven't got picked up yet. Kind of really, it's, it's kind of weird. But the one thing I noticed about them was she has so much love for this guy that, and it's not that I don't know this is love for her, but his her love for him brings his love up because she has. I know she sees, because she's such an intelligent female, I know she sees all the red flags with him being six years younger, him a musician, all these things, okay? Yet, yet, I find, what I find so dope about, specifically about her, is that she's like, I don't, the way I see it, this is the way, this is Carlotta's Interpretation 101, okay? The way I see it. I don't give a fuck if it doesn't last but two years. For three years, for five years, just as long as I get this experience with him. And I thought, that is so dope. You can see it in every, like, conversation, in every, like, you can feel there is that energy there. Like, yes, I see the red flags, but shit, I don't care. I If it ends tomorrow, I've had this experience with him. And that's dope love to me. I was like, you know, it's and it makes that makes him so much more mature to me in the love, like him so much more mature with her, and it kind of erases their red flags for me. But it's such, they have such an interesting content and a really great uh, YouTube channel. I, I, you know, I enjoy it. I've been enjoying, you know, them. And I've been watching them now for like a, maybe about five months, four or five months now, and I really, and this particular show I was like, you know what, I, I really want to uh, uh I really I'm going to talk about them this time because I, I kind of saw that energy because she was talking about her pregnancy and everything, and he's such, like, a straightforward guy. Like, he's straight to the point. <laughs> you know, but, like, he, like, he, and sometimes, you know, it hurts her feelings, but then again, like, he's very 
cognizant of it. And, but she, but I really feel that her love is such a fueling force. Like you can feel it across the screen. Not that he's not in love with her, because you can totally feel that too. But she drives the whole like narrative. She brings their it's like something to them. And I thought one of the wildest thing I was like thinking about today. And I was like, you know, we because we, we I was talking about last week Kevin Samuels and hypergamy, and I said love is a strange thing, okay. Because, you know, people will be saying, you know, you should marry this if you want a high-value man and all this stuff like that. But here's a young lady who is probably when she met him had probably more going. But like he said, she wasn't making that much money. But at the same time, you know, on the trajectory, he looked like he was just a musician, struggling musician. But she didn't care. Her love, like, really brought them together, merged them together, and it just put up a very powerful force, and I kind of like it. I really love watching the two. So I'm going to let y'all hear a little bit of the show. You know, I don't know if we're going to be we, – we I'm going to let y'all hear a little bit of them and go check it out, okay? So here it is. Hopefully y'all can hear it. I don't know. Y'all know how my sound be, but this is them talking about the last subject with her. It's her husband, a gold digger. So check this out. Um, on our uh, the the video we did, we were talking about the the baby. I mean, you know thing. what though? I feel very proud to be at a place in. Last Gosh. time someone said that, that this guy ain't it. He's just there for the money. Really? Yes. What was that? Um, on our uh, the the video we did, we were talking about the the baby. I mean, you know thing. what though? I feel very proud to be at a place in life. Yeah, where, where people are like, this guy's a gold digger. Yeah, like, I'm gold? Yeah. You know, not me, but I have gold. You have gold. We have gold. Yeah. And, we and have created gold. It, is it not, do you not get comments of, like, uh, I haven't seen those a derogatory long towards me? Time. I haven't seen them in a long time. I think it's so obvious at this point that it would be impossible. The level of business that we do and yeah. the volume of content that we create, it would just be impossible for me to do it by myself. And now you've become such an intrinsic part of the brand. So yeah. I think it's like you really just have to be legitimately trolling. Yeah. Not even hating, trolling. Because yeah. uh, it's just, it, to me, it's very obvious that this is could not be a one-person show. Okay, so you guys need to go check it out. I mean, it is such, it's, it's such a good conversation. I really like it. They have so many great uh, subjects and content. Content, I really love it. I I was like, I really actually was inspired by this particular show. I really loved it. So, uh, but it's just a watching them together, and then also, like I said, the, it shows the power. You know, that's why I talk about love is a strange thing. Here she is with a guy who's six years younger than her. You can tell he's much more. He's a little bit more immature than her. But her with him, her and him together. They both bring something to each other that's so powerful. Like, she's not as stiff. With, she seems like she's stiff without him. But with him, she's not as stiff. Like, she loosens up. He's, like, he's the youthful part of her. You know? So it's such a – I love it. Oh, my God. So check that out. I just wanted to say that to that. It's Shane Booty. Is it Booty or Body? What is it? Booty? Boo, I think it's Booty. B-O-O-D-Y. Shane. S-H-A-N-B-O-O-D-Y. I've been saying Body, but it's Booty. It's Booty. Booty. B O O D Y. So check that out on, and y'all write me and tell me what y'all if y'all liked it. I really like them. I really do. I've been do watching them for about six months now, and I think they're great. Okay. My suggestion for the week, okay, on the shows I've been watching, watching, okay, uh, on YouTube. That's from YouTube, okay. And then I got to see what I said I was not going to do. 
I told y'all I was not going to watch The Black Bachelor. <laughs> I said, I was not going to do it. I'm not going to watch The Black Bachelor. I said that, but, you know, because I understand how this story is going to end, and I'm not going to watch. It's, it's the same thing I said with the uh, the first uh, uh, other one. I knew how her story was going to end, right? And so I, I because I feel like they psychologically – pay attention to these people when they come in and they kind of know what they're going. They don't choose a, a black male who's more than likely to pick a woman, a black woman. They it, it, they will pick someone that is going to pick someone who is, uh, uh, let me see, you know, I, I want to put this on here, uh, let me see if I can find it. They're, they will uh, use somebody, in my opinion, who they know is going to pick probably biracial, Asian, or white, right? I just, I, I feel like this is with this bachelor, okay? But I did get to see an episode of it. It was interesting. Um, you know, there's a chance that this guy might go off the beat. There is a chance that he could he could go off beat and pick uh, someone a, a, a black woman, but because I see all the choices that are there, see choices tell you everything because choices kind of tell you what their preference is, right? You know, and so there's a lot of biracial looking girls there. There's a lot of white girls, couple of Asians. And then, you know, black girls to fill out the, you know, the situation. So that tells me what he's, what his preference really is. His preference looks like, preference, in my opinion, looks like it is going to be something non-black, okay? And, and, I, and I feel like TV does this, TV program does this to program our ideas about how our black relationships and black love like, it's not possible for black people to fall in love. And to me, it, uh, you know, Hollywood has had this problem for a long time. Even when they may create black love stories, it's always, you know, got a lot of mess in between. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, you hardly ever see us have the, the runaway bride stories. It's the crazy stuff like that. I mean, there's always, they, cause it, it's, there's a certain perception of black love, right? So, um to me, some of these producers and stuff, sometimes I think they think black love is too, too strong for TV, and they, they want to introduce the safe male and the safe female into who 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 won't choose, uh, who will choose someone out of their color. And it says a lot about us a little bit. It's not, it's not against anybody's preferences, you know. I'm not against it. People do what they do, okay. But it's just that it's if we you got white males who come on TV all the time on The Bachelor and white females, and they never get to the black, pick black people. They go down all the way down to the core. I mean, they have they'll leave a couple of black girls in there because they don't want to look bad. But most of the times they pick in they they own. But when we get on TV, we really struggling to pick our own. So it looks like we has a we as a community don't have love for each other. Right? And so, like, I have, like, like, I have a tremendous problem with that. You know what I'm saying? It's a, you know, because we already see it in Hollywood. I, as a matter of fact, this week <laughs> I saw, and I was actually shocked because I had not seen that in a while. I saw this video on YouTube, right? 
because I watch a lot of YouTube, okay? Sometimes I get a chance or whatever. And I saw this girl discussing about Hollywood black males and how they, you know, about she was kind of encouraging black women to not be so into a lot of Hollywood black males and because they, you know, they will act like they like black women only to just for, uh, <laughs> you know, for black uh for the black female audience, and she talked about, <laughs> she talked about Max <laughs> You know, he's my favorite singer, right? So she was like, I was like, you know, that's not fair. I felt like she was kind of being unfair because she talked about back to him back in the day, you know, when he was messing around, when y'all got mad at him, messing with the white girl. Well, but I feel like, you know, dudes like him, he don't really have to mess with a black woman because he introduces black love throughout his videos. Like, like you see black women as being the staple in a lot of his videos, right? So I and, and they're all different kinds of colors and race. I mean, light skin, dark skin. I, so I, to me, I don't care what you do in your personal. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just as long as you are putting us up on screen, it has, you know, your – you know, making it look like you are attracted to us. You, we are attracted to you because we, and and they, and they can be fooling us. Black men can be fooling us, but she did a whole video on it. It was pretty interesting. It was a new video too, <laughs> and she was talking about you know black men, and she she really the, her main focus on the video, which I was kind of shocked because that happened so long ago, was Maxwell, and so she was talking about black women really celebrate these type of dudes and everything. But I felt like it was so unfair, kind of, because I was like, well, that, you know, that was a long time ago. And I think that he really does celebrate black women throughout his videos and stuff like that. But I understand the point of 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 that whole energy. And so I feel the same way about The Bachelor. I feel like that you, this guy is going to pick uh, parade someone who is not black okay I, this is my personal opinion i could be wrong about this but i can tell the way he's going already okay like i told early on I, after watching the one episode of the bachelorette i knew which way she was going okay i just knew okay but here's an interesting uh article in vulture it says bachelor matt james finds it frustrating that fans assume his winner is white okay Someone has been clicking around on hashtags. A week after Matt James briefly halted his Bachelor premiere to have a frank conversation with host Chris Harrison about the tough position he's in as the first black Bachelor, he has pushed back at the prevalent social media discourse that followed his comments. No, he's not just interested in pursuing white contestants. In a new interview with the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast, James, in response to a question from Rachel Lindsay about the conversation in question, said it was low-key frustrating that it became such a talking point. First off, people should, regardless of what they look like, want you to be happy with whoever you're with, he explained. And if you know anything about me, if you were close to me, you would know that the last women that I dated were all black women, okay? James noted that his bachelor season contains a mix of white, black, and Asian women, all of whom he has dated across the board in the past. He also believes Harrison facilitated in a respectful conversation prior to the women's arrival. When you're dating somebody, if you're excluding race, then I don't even know where to begin on that. What I'm looking for in a woman isn't race-specific, James continued. What I'm looking for... uh, in a woman, uh, what I'm looking for may upset somebody. 
what I'm looking for isn't a race. I don't only exclusively date black women. I don't only exclusively date white women. I've dated all across the board. That means he dates mostly uh, not black women, okay? That, I mean, I know the tone, okay? These type of dudes, I told y'all. Didn't I tell, I told, that's my personal opinion, okay? I told y'all that when I was single, I was the dude that the white, the black men who like white girls, I mean, I was a female that the black men who like white girls like me. I have no clue. <laughs> I never understood. Okay, So I'm pretty much familiar with these type of guys. I've dated them, okay? And, you know, I've dated them since I was a teenager, to be honest, okay? So, listen, I think that then they always have this excuse. They, this is their various excuse. But when you dig deeper, you see there's a lot of issues with mom. Sometimes there's mommy issues there. Uh, you know, I won't say who because I tell you all, because some people who are listening to my show would know who I was talking about. <laughs> so I would say this. I had, a, I had someone I dated in my past, right, who, like, I knew he was going to be – I just knew, I knew, knew, knew that there was going to be, that he was going to marry a white woman. I I knew it, despite acting crazily in love with me. I just, and I, I knew that in my life that if I had made, went down the road to marry someone like him, my constant issue, I would probably have constant, he would probably have had constant side chick white girls, right, because there was something in him that just, and it was childhood shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, shit with his mama, right? So I, and, and, and here's the thing, I was, I, was, I was on and off with this particular person a lot in my life, and so when I, the final blow to it, like, you know, was I went to this particular thing with his, with his family and stuff, and the, and the family loved me, okay? I, I didn't have no problem with the family, okay? But, you know what, though? I don't know how the sister felt about me, though. It was always interesting on that one, though. <laughs> but but, I, but the, the family loved me so much. That, I mean, they would tell. Like, when I was getting cheated on with the white girls, I would know because the family would tell me, okay? And their, friend, and, and their friends were my friends, so they would tell me. You know what I'm saying? So, so here's the thing. I went to this particular situation, and I had the discussion with the women of his family afterwards. And you know they said to me, they said, you are, I know you're here to try to give it another chance. And you know we how we feel about you. But you know you're going to have problems with it, that particular situation. And we would ne- we don't want to see you hurt. And the women of the family saying that to me was big. I was like, whoa, like like that was big. That was like, and it wasn't no shade. It wasn't that they didn't like. They was like, you make your choices. We love you. We love that. And I remember his mother saying, there goes my shot at black grandchildren. I I'm not lying. This really happened. This really actually happened. And I knew when I had that conversation, as a young lady, I was very young, I said, okay, there is my, there is, there is the solid thing that I needed. These women telling me, these women are not going to sit and tell me they know this person best and they know what I'm going to have problems with. And I know because I've had them, right? So what I, so that, 
I understand those type of dudes, and that's how they sell. They start talking about, well, it isn't really race-specific that I'm looking for, but it is very race-specific, okay? And these damn shows like The Bachelor and stuff know the types of women that these men will pick. They know it. They know it. That's why they put on this show, and it constantly makes black women look back. Now, if he picks a black woman, I'll be probably surprised, and I feel like he put he had pressure on him to pick it, probably because it's close, it's coming up close to Black History Month, <laughs> and the networks put pressure on him because you know we're in the middle of a lot of social injustice issues in America. We're in the middle of uh, of talking more, you know, more people are using the code word white supremacy when they used to be scared to use it a year and a half ago. Just all kinds of So it, if there's a possibility they want to show black love and they don't want to, and there is something to a black male picking a white woman. It's nothing to a white, a black female picking a white man on TV, okay? But there's something that still gets under the skin of America, even though there's a lot of black men running around here with white women, a black man picking a white woman, especially on ABC or CBS, so they may have pressured him to do so. So I, but here's the thing: I didn't want to watch anymore after seeing the that what his choices were. I understood where he was going to go, and if he picks a black girl, I feel like he was pressured. Okay. That's just my opinion. So I will not probably be watching it again. I understand his frustration, but he sounds like one of those dudes. <laughs> and you know what? It's not uh, – and he goes on, he says, in the season premiere, James Kennedy told Harrison he was worried about viewers who have certain views, old school views on what relationships and what love looks like, even if there are plenty of other people who are rooting for him to find true love. And then you got people who are cheering for you to end up with a specific person, a specific person of a specific race, he explained at the time. That's something that's kept me up all night. It's like I don't want to piss off black people. I don't want to piss off white people. That's why you don't want to be on a show like that looking for love because you're 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 doing a very intimate thing, and and they're going to use you. I, I, I totally believe they psychologically evaluated him, and they know what he's going to choose. They actually know. I think they knew what that female was going to choose. I knew what she was going to choose when I first heard her talk. So, you know, because that energy uh, is there, and a lot of times, you know, what you'll find about these people, they'll be saying, I'm not looking for any specific race. It'll be black people talking like that. There's a lot of black males, even in Hollywood and in the music business, that says, you know, it's about love. I'm not looking at race. It's not about love. It's about love. And, 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 And they will totally be shunning black women. In their personal lives, because and and you then you like well if it's about love, why all these chicks you done dated is white, I, I, or and even you know sometimes he, being an African American woman I'll tell you this too, okay. Sometimes we don't break it down as African American women, but sometimes there's a lot of men who are black of different cultures that don't want to date us, okay? Because there's a certain stigma on African American women. So they'll be like, you know, they'll be shunning you and be black. <laughs> like they'll want to date you and hang out with you. Like, you know, I don't know how many, like uh, when I was, you know, my church used to be have a whole lot of uh, people that Nigerian, and I always was friends, but I had a lot of friends, guy friends from Nigeria, Sudan, different places, like, and they would be uh, straight up with me. we have great conversations, and they'd be saying, well, you know, I don't know if they really want me to marry a black woman. 
is, I mean, an American black woman. You know, you guys are very different. <laughs> right? So, you know, so you got that kind of energy coming from other, you know, race, uh, other, other cultures and ethnicity, and not cultures of black males. Okay, so black American women got to, like, triple. <laughs> not only do our own men, but we got other men and other uh, other black men in other countries that find us very difficult because we've been raised in a very different set of circumstances, okay? And so uh, sometimes that, that energy is um, uh, shown on TV in a, a very dysfunctional way that makes us, Look bad Has black women Okay So that's what I thought About The Bachelor I wanted to Talk about that For a minute uh, Y'all was asking me What that uh, The the channel was For that uh, YouTube Oh my god I don't know If I can find it It was a trip I was like What I said she, Let me see If I can find it here Okay Let's see My look at my uh, History And see if I can find it uh, library. Let's see. Let's see if I still got it up in here. Okay. What I'll do is on when I go on break, I will look through my history and I will tell you the young lady who had to show on about the black men and stuff like that in Hollywood and stuff. And I will tell you guys what uh, what that is so that you guys can check it out. Uh, check her, check it out if you want to listen to it, okay? I felt it was a little unfair, but I understood what she was saying also at the same time, okay? Now, okay, so I'm going to go into something else that I had a discussion with this morning. I kind of woke my husband up this morning to see his opinion because I happened to be looking at the shade room. <laughs> when I was up this morning, I was like, you know, I need your opinion. I need a male's thought on this, you know. And I saw something that kind of, kind of, Disturbed me Okay um, And like I said This whole moment Is probably going to be a, It's the word All this That I'm talking about today But y'all you know Y'all know how I be doing Okay <laughs> So What did I see It was very interesting uh, Something they posted They always post Some <laughs> Pretty interesting uh, Things uh, Let's see if I can find it here Uh Goodness. Okay. And I don't know if y'all be able to hear it. Hopefully y'all be able to hear it. I can play the audio of it. Mm-mm-mm. Is it that far down? Or have they deleted it already? Uh, I'm going to say deleted it. I may be overlooking it. Okay. It was uh, a Nicki Minaj, an old Nicki Minaj post, and God, it was so it was so interesting because I really wanted to talk to you guys about the thoughts of what I saw. Oh, that's what I know what I'm doing. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Okay, I need to look at the post. Okay, um, let's see. Okay, here it is. They had a post up this morning, and it says. This is what's from the shade room. It says, press play. Phew. I don't know who needs to hear this, but Joey Chavez came through with a throwback PSA of a word, a word 
from Nicki Minaj, okay? Now, I don't want the women that I'm about to talk to, talk, uh, uh, say, I don't want them to be offended, but I saw black women all down this timeline. Now, I don't know if it's black women. I saw women all down this timeline. I'm probably assuming that the majority of them are black women or women of color. I'm like, hey, man, yes, Lord, Nikki know how to get them. And I don't want y'all to be offended about what I'm getting ready to say. But I'm let me play the audio first. Hopefully y'all can hear it because it's a little kind of day beeping out and stuff like that. But hopefully y'all, get to, y'all can hear it good. Okay, hold on. Kevin Samuels told this woman 
you're average at best. Like she was saying she wanted a high-value man, and he was basically saying, you're basically, you're basically kind of – you're not going to get a high-value man. <laughs> he was kind of cold as hell to her, okay? I looked at this because I was I was kind of like thrown back that they were talking that they were dissing Melania so bad has to compare and, and, and in my head I thought that Nicki Minaj was comparing herself to Michelle Obama and Hillary Clinton okay and, and, <laughs> and I was like you're more like Melania though and this is not being I'm, this is not being mean and I don't think Melania is bad okay Melania is a socialite who happened to be a model who made her way into the higher echelons of society to marry a womanizer, Donald Trump, okay? And she made her way all the way to the first lady of the United States. You can't fuck with it. It's powerful. Whatever you do, her story is powerful. She made her way in the room with chicks like Michelle Obama and chicks like Hillary Clinton who have degrees from Yale and Princeton and who are lawyers. She is now sitting in company with them, okay? So be careful who you did. Now, why I wanted to say this is because as much as I like Nicki Minaj, and I've, I've said some stuff on here about Nicki Minaj because I feel like Nicki Minaj never becomes her best self. I mean, the type of music Nicki has put out over the years, I know y'all like it, but some of it is shitty conversation when I think Nicki is much deeper. And proof of that is what she just said, okay? But I've had lots of criticism for Nicki. But I even got more because Nicki is married too. And that's not to say this dude ain't, ain't, ain't can't be great, okay? I, 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 listen, I believe it's that he, but he's a, he, allegedly he's a felon, okay? She married a dude that's alleged, who was in jail, accused of doing something very, t- but Nikki, Nikki upgraded his life, okay? <laughs> and I don't want nobody to get mad at me, okay? I just want to say this because I saw a lot of young girls going down the timeline but not seeing the the energy of it. Because it was a diss trying to diss Melania. And I was like, no, nah, Melania done made her way into some circles you can't fuck with. Dumb or not. Her man has taken her to some very powerful Circles. You are taking your man to some powerful circles. But when she did have, remember, I criticized Nikki because Nikki kept playing up his past. I'm like, he, my man's a guy, kind of gangstering him up, and I was like, quit doing that because he doesn't need that. He he might be trying to reestablish himself. But she was trying to use that uh, one time. It seemed like as a fear thing, you know, the fear make people afraid. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, so, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you got to quit saying that. The dude, dude probably tried, he ain't your bodyguard, he ain't your puppy. If you stick on people, that's how she made him out early on. So I'm, I'm, so I was like, what is the, and then I saw who they said reposted it. Joey Chavez. Okay, this hurts me because I, you know, I don't want to go there. Okay. And the reason I'm going having to go here is because I want young girls to understand something, okay? I really do. I really want y'all to catch something. 
And it's hard because I, this is my it's a word kind of too. It's part of my it's a word. And the reason, listen, it's not that I'm perfect, okay? I'm not perfect. I tell y'all stuff from the mistakes I've made, okay? And and that at 40-some years old, I am trying to correct in my fucking life. I'm telling y'all from a place of I've been there and I did some stupid shit, okay? So I don't want to be as so Joey Chavez is one of my, I love Joey Chavez. I posted Joey Chavez on my thing dancing. She's a great dancer. She's beautiful. She's in shape, okay? But who posted this? Reposted this according to the shade room was Joey Chavez. And they're talking about, you want to be a Michelle, you, Barack needed a Michelle, and and, 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 and you better hope you don't get a motherfucking Melania. But Joey, you're closer to Melania. I want to see you real. I'm, I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings. Because I really like these people. I don't be wanting to hurt nobody's feelings. But I got to tell the truth. Because we getting it twisted out here. Joey Chavez is a great dancer. But that isn't really a claim to fame. We've kind of overlooked all that great dancing. And she's, she's sort of like kind of bouncing a little business stuff. I follow Joey. I like her. She's she, she bouncing off of a lot of stuff. You know, she's trying to start a business, and, you know, and food and telling people how to eat and stuff and the shape and all that. I get it. I, I, I like it. But let's be real because I don't want young girls to get it twisted out here, and I don't want you to think certain places are the way to go. Joey Chavez has a baby by Shamoff, a child, a daughter, a very beautiful little girl, by the way, and a son by Future. I said Shamoff. Her Sierra got a lot in common, don't it? And a baby by Future. Now, Joey has walked twice down the path a bad decision. And she's up here at telling probably this this tweet might have been directed at a man. I don't know who it was directed to. But she telling somebody, you better pray you don't get a Melania. No, sweetie, you are a Melania. You not no, sweetie, you not even Melania. Melania did not have two rapper daddies. No offense, no offense, no offense. One of them got a whole village. One of them might one day have a village. And still not wiped up. Melania got wiped up in high society. So let's not diss her like that. Be very careful. See, listen, young ladies, Melania made her way up to the top. She's first lady of the United States. Now, the reason why I say this now, I'm proud of Joy Chan because she's bouncing out. She's doing business. She's doing, she, she doing a whole lot. I, I ain't mad at that. But we got to be careful, ladies. Young lady, you, ladies, it is hard to do that. Because she's married, she's been dating rappers and she's had a baby, a couple of babies by some rappers, it's easy for her, a little bit more easier for her to bounce her ass back. 
But you know in the hood, you know plenty of girls who got two baby daddies right now, and they struggling to fuck hard, okay? Struggling to fuck hard. And it ain't they, they such a hustle that I got them, uh, that they ain't, that they, that's got them down. A lot of them girls got hustle. I had a friend who was a single mama to two, three when I was young in school. She was a hustler. Hustled the, she can hustle the fuck out of anybody to this day. But hustling, it wasn't, it, it still didn't help her out the situation. She was still struggling to make it, to make it. So it ain't your hustle. But it just happened to be she got great baby daddy. She got baby daddy who got a little bit of cash. But yet we we out here down in Melania Trump. And we comparing ourselves to Michelle Obama and Hillary Clinton, who are both lawyers, graduated from Yale and Princeton. Do you bitches got a degree? Does Nicki Minaj got a – Nicki Minaj is a successful rapper, and she's made it, and that is great. And Nikki seems smart in a lot of ways. I don't know of her choice of, but she 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 dude she's talking about dudes being weak, but dudes are looking at her choices as weak. And so I asked my mom, I said, "What would y'all what would y'all think? You know, what do you think when you see women? What do you think?" And he was like, "Well, some dudes will, you know, might wife her up, but you know, probably not, you know, like rapper dudes." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, what do you mean, right?" He's, he's like. You know, most people don't want to be bothered. They got it. They got the choice to have women without children. If they got the choice to have, because nobody wants to deal with those two guys back and forth. You know what I'm saying? And if they got the choice to deal with that, they more than likely they got, they're not gonna do that. So she kind of stuck in a certain realm of choices. Maybe she might get out of them. It's, it's a possibility. But that's what a man says. Like she's stuck in a kind of a, a certain realm. And I thought, damn. Because all the girls, it was a whole list of girls underneath that tweet going, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, Lord, church, amen, church, but not looking at the messengers. And not understanding that Melania Trump is in a much better fucking position than both of them. Okay, out in these streets. I ain't trying to diss nobody, but we got to be very careful how we sound out here. Melania Trump is not a failure in some ways because she was a model and she was a socialite in New York who hired, happened to marry up. A lot of y'all bitches will marry up, okay? I ain't. I, I married her. You supposed to marry her. Melania is not dumb. Melania is probably not not powerful. She probably running a lot of shit, and she's been managing to stay. She managed to stay with Donald Trump. She might get a divorce, I don't know. But she managed to stay with his ass throughout the being a president, a first lady. And that shit ain't easy to be a first lady. That's the, you married to the most powerful man in the world. So you been, y'all, y'all sitting up here going, yeah, yeah. And then it, it dawns on me why Kevin Samuels is out here. It dawns on me why. Jason talks the way he talks, Jason Black. It dawns on me. It all made sense. When I saw black, mostly I'm assuming women of color down the timeline going, yes, yeah, 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 and not understanding the dynamics of what, who was saying the statement and who reposted it. And then it made me think about this is why we're in this situation. <laughs> we're not seeing where real, real game is. 
real game ain't Joey. Joey done made a number of mistakes. I, and game is Joey bouncing back on her own. That's a beautiful thing. But Joey is not something, no offense to her, to, you can, I say ascend to and dancing because she's a powerful dancer and a smart business girl, okay? But personal life, you don't want them problems with two baby daddies. I know women with two baby daddies. You don't want the problems. Nicki Minaj, beautiful girl, smart, uh, great career. But you don't want the problems of being married to an ex-felon. No offense, Nikki. Hopefully her and her husband do great, and he, he her husband does powerful things in the universe. But she, I'm sure she would tell you that comes with a lot of baggage. So why I say that is because they're dissing this particular woman who's chosen. I mean, you might not like them personally, but if we're talking about men don't want a bad bitch, well, she's a very bad bitch. Melania Trump is a very bad bitch because she's ascended up to where Michelle Obama, women with Princeton degrees and Yale degrees sit. She has become first lady of the United States. Y'all better calm down. Calm your asses down. Don't, don't, it's stupid. That's why I say understand where game lies. You know what I'm saying? Yes, no, yes, she used to pose. She posed nude one time, but she straightened that shit out. When she realized she was married to Donald Trump, she realized what she had to fucking do. She didn't really, she didn't play no games out here, and she didn't sully herself in the water. You know, we hey, she might be, she might be the worst, but you just don't know it. She has a certain image to present. Same thing with Michelle and uh, uh, Hillary. You know how much trash I've heard about Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is, is uh, but listen. Hillary presents herself a certain way to the public. Michelle does too. You don't know them personally. It's sort of like, and and then I got to thinking. I said, well, you know, you know, it's sort of like, I, and, and I was and I was talking about this with somebody else, another friend of mine the other day. We were talking about reality TV and all the things, and she's like, you know, it's so hard to tell young girls nowadays that you don't, you know, to be virtuous to have a character and to have this and that because they see chicks winning that look that shouldn't be winning <laughs> and not only chicks but they just see people winning that like we're suddenly good is bad bad is good and i'm not dogging these two women i'm off of these two women but what i'm saying is that we we our reality has been changed in some sort of way it's over the years there's been a rechanging with the emergence of the kardashians suddenly you don't have to do shit to make to be something. I was watching a particular reality show the other night on television. I was like, "How did she get a reality show?" I, I was really totally torn because I really didn't know what she did, you know. And so, it's nothing wrong with favor. I don't have any problem with that. I understand favoring feet. But it's. I remember this story years ago that my my. Uh, my best, one of my best friend's mothers told me. Me, me and my best friend's mother, we used to be real close. And she, we would go. And my best friend's mother is so funny. She's one of my best friends. And my, her mother used to tell me stuff before she died. She had to even tell my friend because we would go, we would go walk. Me and we would go with her to my, with my friend to help her, encourage her, and track when we were in high school and stuff. And her mother, her mother died when she was very young. But her mother would always tell me these stories. I mean, they'd be crazy. <laughs> 
life lessons, stories and stuff. And her mother was a teacher, right? Uh, she grew up with educator parents. And her mother tells me this story one day about how she's in class and she knew, knows this girl who's 12 or 13 years old is a prostitute, right? And she says she's like, you know, she's she coming in with, like, you know, great clothes on, designer clothes every day and everything. She said, I'm just going to have to have a talk with her because I, I found out what she did for a living and I need to just go on and sit her down <laughs> and have a talk with her. <laughs> and so she said she sits the girl down after class and they have this discussion. She said, why are you doing this? You're too young. And, you know, maybe you need to be, you know, uh, I need to report it to the authorities or whatever, you know, or whatever. And she said, well, you don't have no proof that I'm doing that, first of all, basically. And, but she did say this to her. She said when she was, before she walked out the, uh, the, the room, she says to the teacher, she says to her, she says, how much you make a month uh, to my friend's mother? And, <laughs> and she said, she tells her. She said, you know, she said, I'm going to tell her because maybe it will inspire her that she could be a teacher. <laughs> and she said, Miss such and such, I make that in a week. <laughs> and my friend's mother said, I said, what you do? She said, shit, I, kept, I quit talking to her because there wasn't nothing I could tell her at that point. <laughs> and we just, we laughed about it. But the lesson was, the lesson is, it is so hard to tell young ladies today that with the emergence of OnlyFans, with the emergency of, I was even like, shit, maybe I need OnlyFans. Hell, I mean, with the emergence of all these vehicles out here where virtue and character and being uh, kind and, and, and everything is not just important anymore. You can win without all of that. So it's so very hard we the, what we see as winning looks like it's losing to us, and what we see as um, winning, I mean, what used to be losing is actually winning now. Like you have the emergence of people on TV. Like, you know, like I even we we even laughed about this too. I like I had a pole dance. I love pole, like the pole dancing classes, right? And you know. Um, <laughs> I can't tell y'all because I don't know if she would want me to tell y'all. She might not be ashamed of it. I won't. I won't say it. Okay, but pole, I, but in pole dancing, I've had. Uh, you know, I, I I'm not I'm not down on strippers because I've had strippers in in my uh, family, so I, I'm not down on that. So I I was like, you know, uh, I I like that they that the fact that strippers now can have classes, right? But one of my friends said to me, she said, but do you find it strange? That you know that you, as a young lady, you know, uh, grew up with values in church and stuff like that, and you, we, we going to pole dancers. <laughs> I was like, damn, you know, she, you know, but she made it, she, she made it where I had to think about. It. I was like, damn, you right, like you know, like we, we making like suddenly we making this a good profession for people to go into. I said, well, not really, because this is a person just teaching it. You know what I'm saying? So you can do it in the privacy of your home or with your person you love or something like that. But but I understood what she was saying. Like, we have gone, our our standards and shit have gone like crazy. I mean, it's gone backwards. Like, when we call him Melania Trump, a loser. <laughs> and, we, and the people who call her a loser is like, you like, you way under Melania. 
was like women were okaying this particular thing. I hope I'm sounding like y'all y'all understanding what I'm talking about, okay? But it was crazy to me. It was crazy. And so it, it's so funny because I see so many girls who working so hard to get through. And it's something I heard uh, Kevin Samuel say, and, and I also heard Jason and, and some other people, other men I've listened to. I like O'Shea do too. I listen to him sometimes. Even though I don't agree with them all the time, but I listen to those guys. And some of the things I heard them say is that they always say women, it doesn't matter about your what you do for a living and stuff like that. But it's so many girls who, to me, who work on presenting themselves as women of value and women of character, but that's not important anymore. It's just not. <laughs> I don't know. Men tell me. Is it important? I don't know. But, you know, uh, you know, I was t- talking to my husband. He's like, nah, it just puts you in a certain category. It's not that it's not important. It just puts you in a certain category to get a certain type. You won't get, I mean, I don't know if you would get high value or what you consider high value. And so I was like, damn. Like, you know, but it, but it was just a thought. And so I'm going to talk to some other men about this this week, this week when I get a chance to. I'm going to try to talk to my some, some other of uh, my male friends about what they really, uh, what they consider, like, high value. But I found that very interesting that they were comparing themselves to being bad bitches, yet they were making Melania like she wasn't shit. It's how about you, well, it might end up with a Melania Trump. But Melania took, accompanied her husband to the White House. I mean, I don't understand what you're saying. When you are with, like I said, you know, no offense, but an ex-felon, and the other chick is over here with two rapper baby daddies who never married her. Not saying they won't. But you out here think? I'm just not understanding the diss, right? And I'm not understanding women okaying that diss because that means that you don't really see clearly who the winner is. <laughs> and and it's it and those type they look like they're winning, but are they really? You know what I'm saying? Like if you're gonna be out here risking it all and for shit, I'd risk it all with Donald's ass. I mean, I wouldn't risk it with a lo- no losers. That's going to leave me, you know what I'm saying? I mean, but that's why I think hypergamy is so important for women. I really think that women have to be reprogrammed. I mean, I know that women are natural hypergamists, but I really do believe that, you know, if I had a daughter, I would talk to her about hypergamy. My little nieces, niece cousins, that's what they are, niece cousins, hypergamy. I think it's important. I think it's important the choices you make, how you carry yourself. It's important in your life for the choices that of to have a variety of men who are available to you, who are of high standards and values. Because when I look at these two chicks who who's talking about you men don't want no bad bitch, but I don't think you presented a bad bitch. You happen to do you. It's great that you have happened to make it in your prospective careers. A lot of women don't have that. That's great, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. Nikki's made it in her prospective career. So is Joey Chavez as a dancer. But your choices afterwards don't just, just because you made it in a career, because men don't tend to, 
the career status isn't important for men, but it's how you present yourself sometimes for men of standards and values, how you present yourself in a whole as a woman. And so a woman seeing you dating a certain type of dude, they're not going to pro- – if me and all men see you do is date low-value thugs, uh, 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 hood dudes, I mean, that not, not hood dudes because there's a lot of cool hood, hood dudes. I'm not saying that marrying dudes that are, well, like, grimy, then why would they approach you? And if, uh, 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 if your history, dating history, is being shad mouse in future –
So I know the Kardashians are uh, 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 over there selling whole dreams, but whole dreams sometimes really don't. They can be um, not not come true. So what you saying? Y'all saying, Carlotta, what are you saying in all of this? Okay. I'm saying I know the world's backwards right now, and we living in the fucking twilight zone. Okay, I know what it is. I understand. Okay, sis, I understand out here. But let me explain to you, young girls, something. That video made no sense. I under, I like some of what she said about don't letting somebody weak treat, treat you bad and all that stuff. I get that, but I do look at the messenger and I look at the message and what they said. Okay, and what I want to tell you is that you are empowered with values. You are empowered when you have structure in your life. You are empowered as a woman when uh, you are uh, having principles and ethics. And I'm not saying these women don't. I'm just saying that in a full scope of things, when we're talking about bad bitches to this Melania, when you don't look like you got the resume of Melania, kind of looks crazy to me. So I'm just saying, let's be discerning of what we consider a bad bitch. Oh, what, I mean, what? Oh, I don't even say a bad, a bad woman, a powerful woman. Melania is very powerful right now. Even though she's going downhill, she's more powerful than them. They have access to things that we 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 can't even imagine. Okay. So I, I just wanted to say that. I hope I I hope my it's a word made sense for y'all today. I hope y'all get it. This part, this part of the it's a word, okay? This is the first part of the it's a word. But my first part, I hope you guys understand that in the, I know everything is pointing to not having ethics and not having morals and not having anything. And I even joke sometimes about me going on OnlyFans. Now, that's just me joking and stuff. But I'm just saying I know everything points that way. But I really want to encourage you young ladies. Even, you know, no matter how Melania made it up there, I'm just saying, I just want to encourage you to protect your reputation, protect who you are, have your values and ethics in place, and watch who you look up to. And remember, I said, if you've been listening to this show, I said the power of influence was going to be very important in 2021. Know who's influencing you and, and pay attention to the messages that they give. It is okay to be, I know it looks like it's not, it's going, It's harder for women of value, but trust me, it may be harder, but trust me, trust me, it's going to work for you in the long run, okay? You will have a lot of problems. See, a lot of those, I'm looking at them, I, no offense, I'm looking at Joey Chavez right now, okay? No offense, I like her, she's beautiful. I, I be like, I'm on, I follow her, I like her. She, she's got a body, I love the way she dances and everything. But listen, I know it's hard as fuck to be a single mama, With two kids and not married, I know it's hard as fuck to sell yourself as as beautiful as she is to try to sell you sell you get to try to find somebody, and that's the side you don't hear. That damn, I I kind of fucked it up. I mean, I have beautiful children. I do, I, and I'm pretty sure she wouldn't change it for the world. That's probably what she's saying. She got beautiful children. She wouldn't change it for the world. I get that. But is it kind of a colossal fuck up that you done had two baby dad? You got two baby daddies out here. She probably would say that. I got friends who say that. I was a colossal fuck. Girl, I fucked up. That I shouldn't have had that. But I I love my children. But damn, I would have been a lot further ahead had I not. So values and ethics and principles. 
work for something, man. Don't let people fool you. Like I said, Nicki Minaj, beautiful girl, great career. But I know it's hard as fuck to sell Kenny sometimes in the circle she's in. Look at me, I'm talking shit. So don't, she would probably have preferred he didn't have that in his background. So what I'm just saying to you, you can even be tighter and better and better by maintaining your values. Yeah, yeah Melania had baggage as supposed to news, but Melania's baggage wasn't as big as being having two baby mamas and two being a baby mama and and uh, married to to, to uh, somebody who's been in jail. And that is, and that's no diss to men who've been in jail. There's a lot of men who've been in jail and come out winning, 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 winning. Okay, so no diss to that. Okay, it's so a lot of brothers who come out and do their thing and they reestablish themselves. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's harder for somebody when they do choose to go that route. Okay, so I don't want y'all to think what's winning because a lot of women was thinking that was winning what they was with it, and Melania wasn't winning. Melania actually is winning. Melania made some choices ahead of time. She stopped the fuckery and said, you know what, wait, 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 wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> I got to get in a different pathway, <laughs> okay? So it is what it is, okay? I, I, take it as you may. Take it as you want to. No offense to Nicki Minaj and uh, Joey Travis. I still like them very much, but I had to say what I needed to say on that, okay? All right, ladies. Woo. Now, my second part of Get the Word today. It's about the reset of society, and I'm going to get into that when I come back. I'm going to talk about that uh, when I get back. I'm going to take a break real quick, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, um, and I also want to get into what else I wanted to talk to you all about. Uh, growing up hip-hop, I didn't get a chance to talk about that. Growing up hip-hop, I started growing up hip-hop this week. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, and I don't know. Oh, I want to talk about my friends, uh, a, a friend of mine, uh, an old friend of mine, and I'm going to talk about his uh, his case, and hopefully I'm I'm thinking about bringing him onto the show. Uh, I, I, we'll talk, listen, I'll talk about it, but he's in jail. He's been in jail for over 30 years for uh, for being a part of a, a, a crime, a murder, and uh, he wasn't the shooter. Okay, but uh, he's been in jail the longest and stuff like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, talk about that a little bit, and I'm gonna talk about uh, a whole lot more. We got a whole lot more to talk about the capital siege, all that. My finish up my it's a word, all of that, and more when I get back. But you know what? Today it's one of my. Since we talking about bad bitches. <laughs> can, can I tell you one of my favorites? Oh, she's bad. I mean, she's she, she, you know, she's had some little shady stuff in her past, but you know, she's bad. She's managed to clean that little shade up. But I love. I let me tell you who I love. I just like. Besides, you know, I got favorites. Besides, y'all know I love love Janet Jackson. Okay, but my probably one of my favorite favorite women like all around is uh, Sade. It's Sade's birthday today, right? Man, I you know what? At sixty two, I want to look as good, or better than Sade. Every Sade is just gorgeous. She's such a mystery and so, so she's she, she's so mysterious. I love the way she moves. I love everything about Sade. So it's her birthday today. Talk about it. since we talking about bad bitches, let's play Sade. Uh, do I get it up? Hold on, guys. 
Okay, yes, I got it back. It's Kiss Friday. I couldn't love you more. It's the CC Show, y'all. I'll be back in a moment, okay?
makes you feel happy, right? I can play Al Jarreau in the morning. I feel so great when I listen to Al Jarreau, especially that song, Morning. That's Al Jarreau with Morning, y'all. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta, and I am back. I'm shooting the breeze here, and we've been talking about It's a Word. This is part two of It's a Word, the Society Reset, and how has it been affecting you guys? I don't know how it's been affecting y'all out there. Go ahead and call in the show if you'd like to, 718-766-4236 if you want to uh, say something about that. But um, some of y'all holding on the line, that's fine. You don't have to You don't have to say anything, okay? But um, listen, um, I'm going to get into that in a minute. First, let me, let me, let me go ahead and to, uh, talk about um, this on uh, this week. I put up a – and you can guys – you guys can go – to the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page and look under, there's a KKFI banner there, and there is the interview with uh, an old friend of mine, Michael Silas. I've told the story on here before. I told y'all a story, remember, and I was I was kind of joking about the story. I told y'all a story about when one of my friends, when I was 17, they came by the house to see me, and they were in, they they were, and then the next couple of days, a couple of days later, I saw them on America's Most Wanted. It was like a trip. I was like, what the fuck? Right, right. So, 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 like, he, but this story is, he, he has a really powerful story. His name is Michael Silas. He is a very, we knew him in the neighborhood growing up. We used to call him Took growing up, okay? We've been knowing, we knew each other since we were in grade school, right? And the, he has a very powerful story. And, and one, not, He's he's right now he's working to try to uh, get his sentence reduced and get out of out of jail. But his story is very powerful. Uh, he was with someone uh, when he was when he was young, and he um, this person, him and another young man were riding with this guy. This guy gets out the car and has an argument allegedly. Don't let me I'm not par- paraphrasing the story. Only has I heard it, but. Guy gets out the car, guy ends up beginning an argument with somebody who he suspected of breaking into his home or whatever with his children and girlfriend there. Gets into it, and they didn't know. They didn't know what was going to happen, and the guy uh, ends up killing uh, this person, right? And so they all get charged with this uh, murder, but they were on the run for a minute, okay? But it's a very powerful story because now, you know, he's been out of – the shooter is actually out of jail, okay? But I believe he's still he's still in jail, and another guy, okay? They're still there, which is it's a very strange. And the shooter has, from what I've heard, has done sworn sworn affidavit saying, "Hey, I was a shooter." You know, every people know that. I think they knew that when they were arrested. But I'm gonna get the whole story. I'm gonna try to have him on the show. But if you guys want to listen to this story and you want to pass it along to people because they do need your help in getting the word out to try to, because they're trying to get investigators on the case and stuff now to try to help get him out of jail, definitely go to the Carlisle Chatwood Facebook page or go to KKFI, KKFI, look it up, and um, look for Michael Silas's story. Uh, uh, I think it's, I forget the name of the program. Let me look it up here and put it up. So you guys can know it's on my Facebook page. It's easy to find on there. You guys may have to scroll down. Uh, but let me see. Let me tell y'all who to go, what show to go to on KKFI. If you're going to KKFI, very powerful story. And the reason why I wanted to share that story because so many young people get caught up, you know what I'm saying, in their lives by being at the wrong place with the wrong people at the wrong time. 
and um, <clears throat> there is a very power, and it's a cautionary tale too. So um, let's see here. Uh, pull it up so you guys can listen to it. Well, you guys will get a chance to listen. Okay, so uh, why? I should have had this up for y'all. You know, y'all know how I be doing up in these streets. Um, okay, go to when you go to KKFI. I think it's social justice or social. Um, it's good. You guys are gonna have to scroll down too, too, because there's a lot of stories on there. So you're gonna have to keep scrolling till you find the K. You see, you'll see the big. KKFI like kind of banner thing I may put it up I may pin it to the top So you guys can see it If you get a chance But uh, please listen to the story And pass it along if you can To different people Because uh, that To help get the word out About what's going on uh, With him Yeah it's uh, Michael Silas Speaks It's uh, um, it's on KKFI.org Okay And it's the Jaws of Justice radio show Okay, Jaws of Justice radio show. So please take a listen to that. Very powerful story. Uh, you want to check that out, okay? Uh, and I will let y'all know when I try to work it out. I'm trying to see about uh, having him on here so we can have that discussion, okay? Uh, what else? What else? What else do we need to go get out of the way? Um, growing up hip-hop, I did get to see that. I got to see that last night. I understand why Angela Simmons, you know, Angela Simmons just, they say allegedly he's broken up with a boxer, but after watching the first episode of Growing Up Hip Hop, I get it. Why? I mean, her eyes light up for Bow Wow. You know, I'm sorry. I, you know, if she can say she probably doesn't like him, I understand why she doesn't like him because he's, you know, it's a road going down Playerville. Nobody wants to be there. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> I, I, I think she knows what it is and she's trying to avoid avoid it. Uh, I also uh, love uh, love the segment of where Deb. <coughs> uh, Wake a flock, walk a flock. His mother talks about her liking Trump and supporting Trump, and people are very angry at her. But they don't have any good reasons for not liking Trump. Like they're they're saying stuff like, "Oh hell no," and "Oh he's just crazy to me." But you can't get a political reasoning from this. I mean, you know. But it's very interesting. Her she starts. She told her her people that she's rolling with Trump, and they're very kind of wild about it. Okay. So uh, it's pretty interesting, okay? So I did get to see Growing Up Hip Hop, and I'm going to try to keep up with it um, and try to talk about it every time I come on, okay? I'm going to try my best, all right, y'all? All All right, so let's get into the resetting of society. I saw a really good article the other day uh, on the social board, okay? And this was was written two weeks ago. It says the Great Reset will dramatically expand surveillance state via real-time tracking, Ron Powell. The Great Reset Digital Identity, the Internet of Bodies, Humans Has a Commodity, Citizens Has Inventory, People Has Products, Perspective, okay? Um, and let me see, let me let me uh, look here, because I'm going to talk to you guys about, <clears throat> so uh, my thing is just about finding balance in all of this, but it says this. I want to read this article to talk about it first. It says Ron Paul announces the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Agenda, stating that Great Reset will dramatically expand the surveillance state via real-time tracking. The Great Reset is about expanding government power and suppressing liberty worldwide. 
Has COVID-19 vaccination and immunity passports are gaining traction among governments, airlines, and entertainment venues. Advocates of the Great Reset Agenda want to use these digital surveillance devices as tools for monitoring every aspect of society. On Monday, January the 4th, 2021, former Congressman Ron Powell denounced the Great Reset on his weekly column stating, the Great Reset is about expanding government power and suppressing liberty worldwide. The Great Reset will dramatically expand the surveillance state via real-time tracking. It will also mandate that people receive digital certificates in order to travel and even technology implemented in their bodies to monitor them, he added. Now, eventually, listen, that is here. You know, people used to laugh. I used to go to church. You know, I'm a church girl, right? And my church in Kansas City was a big, popular church. It was Sheffield Family Life Center. And I had one of the greatest pastors in the world. He's still on, 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 um, he's still, he's retired now from being pastor of the church, but he still preaches and he still comes on weekly on his, uh, his, uh, his, his uh, show, he has a weekly show even on Facebook Live, right, where he answers people's questions about uh, Bible questions, about the book of Revelations. He, to me, George Westlake is the biggest hitting. I, I call him the great, one of the greatest theologians of the 20th century. That's, that's, the, that's facts, okay? You, and you have to go to my church to see Pastor George Westlake. He was white male, older male, 70s when I met him. I think he Pastor Westlake might be in his late 80s or 90s now, maybe 60s, maybe when he, he was in the late 60s, maybe when I first started going to church there. And <clears throat> Pastor Westlake, people, <clears throat> excuse me, came from miles around here, Pastor Westlake, because he he, one of his big things was end times, right? So our church was really big for end times. I went to one of those charismatic, you know, Churches and stuff like that. I went to Oral Roberts University. Okay, so like, so, so it, it um, uh, people used to laugh at the idea of microchips. We actually had the guy who created microchips, by the way, come to our church, and he told us, he told us that in 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 the future, what we would see. Like he actually brought samples of the like the whole thing of what what future pe- people would be able to buy, come into a grocery store where there wouldn't be a, a, a person behind the thing, and you wouldn't have to have any cash or anything. You could just wave your hand across the uh, thing, and it would deduct from your bank account and stuff like that. Uh, people laughed at that. People laughed. People laughed, but the, the technology was very real. The guy who created it was there standing in front of us, and, and he was one of the creators of the microchip. Now, not so funny anymore because I just played a couple of months ago, several months ago on this show, ABC. It was on ABC, as a matter of fact. Job, a place, a, a, a job, a company in I forget West, West, Wisconsin, I believe, was letting was was testing their employees with microchips. They were putting microchips in their employees' hands. Their employees could go to the vending machine. You could they automatically get indoors. Everything through this new technology of having chips in their hands, okay? It had all their information located in the, on this chip. Not so funny anymore, okay, about these ideas of resetting society. And as we've seen with COVID, I, the reason why I'm so uh, strong, and I'm going to talk about masks a little bit on, later on because I've told y'all 
that in 1918 the mask didn't work. Okay, now I'm starting to prove. I'm starting to be like I'm. I'm. I'm starting. A lot of things are starting to prove right because this week they've been talking about y'all doubling up on masks. Not wearing one mask. Now they trying to suffocate your ass and put you in two masks. Why? Because the probably the one mask ain't working. Right. 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 That's probably what's going on. Right. <laughs> If you wanna, if you got to have two masks, that means the first shit ain't working. Okay, so how many times are they gonna do this? But this is about resetting your thoughts, resetting your ideas, and everything. So I want you guys to take a listen to Ron Paul as he talks about this. I think this is a big audio of Ron Paul talking about it. Okay. It's about expanding government power and suppressing liberty worldwide. Schwab envisions an authoritarian system where big business acts as a partner with government. Big business would exercise its government-granted monopoly powers to maximize value for stakeholders instead of shareholders. Stakeholders include the government, international organizations, the business itself, and civil society. Of course, government bureaucrats and politicians, together with powerful special interests, will decide who are and are not stakeholders, what is in stakeholders' interest, and what steps corporations must take to maximize stakeholders' value. People's own wishes are not the priority. The Great Reset will dramatically expand the surveillance state via real-time tracking. It will also mandate that people receive digital certificates in order to travel and even technology implanted in their bodies to monitor them. Included in Schwab's proposal for surveillance is his idea to use brain scans and nanotechnology to predict and, if necessary, prevent individuals' future behavior. This means that anyone whose brain is scanned could have his Second Amendment and other rights violated because a government bureaucrat determines the individual is going to commit a crime. The system of tracking and monitoring could be used to silence those expressing dangerous political views, such as that the Great Reset violates our God-given rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now... Okay, so remember Mission Impossible where they were able to determine a crime before it happened and all that good stuff, okay? Listen, there are people who really are building technology like that. Um, the uh, um, the other day, I, I mean, we've seen this with the Capitol already. Like, they're already calling them domestic terrorists. And what I said about the Capitol siege, and this is what I said, a lot of people was like, Carl, you sound like you were for what they did. No, listen, what I'm saying to you is that, no, I'm not for what they what they did. I feel like violence is a last resort of anything, okay? But some governments don't respond to anything but violence, unfortunately. And unfortunately, when you keep ignoring the people or when you ignore the people, pe- people and especially in a time that we're in a pandemic where people are feeling uh like they're not being heard, people are feeling like they're they're running out of resources, people are feeling like uh, they're heading into some sort of reset in society. When we don't take that seriously, you're going to you're guaranteed to see more of this happen. Okay, you're, you, it's just a guarantee, and you're guaranteed to get it with violence. Okay, I mean it wasn't just them being violent this uh, this this year; it was also 
the riots of the summer before, and I'm not saying that in comparison. I'm saying that I understand both both people's response and how that happened. How people start burning down neighborhoods and there there and how people went and climbed on the, into the Capitol and forced their way in. I understand the response because people are feeling on edge because we're doing, dealing with an unusual second set of circumstances that this generation has never had to deal with, while at the same time watching our liberties and rights go out the window. Now, as a black person, we used to living in that kind of state. Now, white people, they, they, they ain't used to that. they like, what? But see, that's, the chickens have some on the roost, but we can, we have, I feel like that you have to stand up for justice no matter what, right? And it's, to me, it's even better now that white people are feeling the heat of their liberties being taken from them. I'm, I'm, I'm glad they're feeling it because now they understand the constant state that African Americans live in in this country, okay? It's a constant state. See, we were the guinea pig for the eugenists, why you protected the eugenists. Now black people are using being used to protect the eugenists, and now you are being used to for them to uh, play, uh, 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 play political games against you. Like both of you have used us as a pawn. Now, I'm for what's standing up for right, no matter what. And what I do believe is where you can't take liberty away from nobody. You can't take rights away from nobody. And I understand that everybody's going to get thrown away in this thing. In the end, when these powers that be get what they want, they don't care. They'll throw everybody away in the name of control. I feel like it's a spirit of Jezebel. Now, you say, Carl, what's the spirit of Jezebel? Just last week I talked about Jezebel, the story of Jezebel, the Bible story of Jezebel. And a lot of people like to think Jezebel was like about a whole spirit. But no, Jezebel wasn't really about a whole spirit. Jezebel was married to a ruler. She was a, she was a seducer, but that wasn't Jezebel's power. Jezebel's power was in control. She wanted to control society. She wanted to control those under her, and that was her problem. So when we talk about the spirit of Jezebel, we mean the spirit of control. Okay. So there is that that energy flowing throughout the world. How do you respond to it? How do y'all how how do you respond to now having to wear a mask every day and people coming on social media saying, Wear your mask, what's what's wrong with your ass and all that stuff, stupid stuff, okay? When they just telling people to double up on masks, because obviously the one mask ain't working. Okay? So what how how does this this resetting, and then also this resetting that you may have to get a vaccine. Jesse, I'm going to read some stories on here. We got time today. I don't know if we're going to have time. We're going to have to go into the part two. You're going to have to hear it in part two. But we, where we just had to hear about people getting shot up with the vaccine, I just read 23 people died in uh, Norwegian, Nor- 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 I think. Nor- uh, I forget where it is. But they died, and I'm going to read that story later on. They died because they uh, of the vaccine, and they were elderly people. Okay, so we have we're we're in this great reset. How are we going to respond to it? How should we respond to it? How do y'all feel about it? Okay, so I got a, a caller on the line. I think three one four is this Panaki? I think this might be him. Three one four, you're on the line. Pianki, is this it? How you doing, Miss Bedwood? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay. Let me. I got something that was making noise. Let me get rid of it. No, I, you you speak on uh, some good things. First on the on the capital. Yes. 
the violence that was there was not the was the reason why the vast majority, ninety nine percent of the people that went there for, you're looking at something being played out. And I'm sure right. that we would figure it out. So that's not even no discussion. Another thing, you got see, when it comes to blacks and it does to whites also, but let's talk about black people. Mm-hmm. When they vote for someone, the criteria is usually two things. Mm-hmm. Mostly than anything else. One is political party. <clears throat> Two is skin color, and the skin color gives you privilege when it comes down from running for elections amongst or trying to get voter support from a black society. Now, if I'm wrong, somebody tell me I'm wrong and point that out. But if you're Democrat, because I tell you what, look at uh, Memphis, Tennessee, in the ninth mm-hmm. district in Shelby County, the Congressperson there is Steve Cohen, and he beat out the black Congressperson family, and I can't think of their name. But Steve Cohen is white, but he's Democrat, and blacks have been okay. out, come out to vote for him several years. Now, if you're Democrat and white, blacks gonna vote for you. If you're Democrat and black, woo-wee, boy, they gonna come out for you and stand in line. So that's mis- that's mis- that's a condition. People have been conditioned like that. Now mm-hmm. another thing, you talk about uh, if people out here talking about defunding the police. Well, if you look at some cities, and I'm gonna take St. Louis because I know it quite well. When it comes down to public service uh, portion of the budget, it's like 51 percent, and it includes the police. Well, when you have that crime going on, people want that address or not. Businesses and everything else is not going to move there. If you don't have businesses that's moving there, you don't have jobs. Another thing, you got to look at the education. See, if you got a child, and I'm not telling people to do this, but I'm telling people they should just consider this. You always want to push your child to the highest then work down, not the lowest, and then work up. Because if you push them for the highest and they meet all the qualifications and prepare themselves for the highest, then they're going to get the highest return for what they have to offer, offer, usually in income and salary. But if you push them for the lowest, now they got to work their way up, and they're competing against a whole lot of more people. It's just like a pyramid. All the people yeah. with the least of the ability to make it to the top is going to be at the very bottom. But when those who are prepared to make it at the top, they're going to be above the very bottom. Does it make sense? Yeah, I get you. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, you I, talk, I totally... about, you talk about you... Melania, oh, yeah. Trump's wife. The yeah. difference between Trump's wife and a Barack Obama, and a Barack Obama and a Donald Trump. Donald Trump has may have the ability to produce things, just like your Carnegies, just like your Rockefellers, just like your, like your, look at Rockefeller and Standard Oil and look at all the things that it has produced. They are industrialists. Henry Ford, oh, yeah. he was an industrialist. They produce things 
that the society wants. Barack Obama came up through politics. The politicians we have today is in the business of selling out access to America to foreign companies and also selling weapons and things of that nature. That's why they have to have wars. That's the difference. Think about it. Your your rich blacks today, the majority, not going to say the majority, but a lot of them come through entertainment. Well, entertainment is okay, nothing wrong with it, but it's not a producer. When you take somebody who has made millions in entertainment, let's say, for instance, athletes, the majority, the number of athletes that go broke after they retire is a high proportion of that number, something like 70% or so. Why is yeah. that? Well, they try to get into ventures that produce, and they're not able to perform there in many cases at the time for whatever the reason. Then they run into these pitfalls that cause them to lose money. Well, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, and, and, that's, and, you know, you're right because there's, there are tons of um, – Athletes. I just saw a story the other day about an athlete that did not that's gone broke, and he made over a hundred million dollars throughout his career. And that's true. They get in a lot of ventures that sometimes, and a lot of times, they don't have the education to understand them. A lot of times, they uh, it's a lot of things to that. But but yeah, I I totally agree with you on that. I, I definitely think he does have the ability to produce. Uh, white wealth, though, also has the, the you know, Donald is generationally wealth. So that is, you know, generational wealth, you know, which a lot of black people have a hard time producing because of the backgrounds from where African Americans come from. But totally agree with you. I, I agree with you, definitely. Yeah, and, and see, the thing, too, is they put their money in things like trust. And I the Bush, the Bush family sold out. But their kids, earn anywhere from $200,000 a month because of the trust and the investments that that money is doing for them. If you're making that kind of money a month and you go into a general line of business, let's say, suppose you suppose you had a, a, a store. You know, blacks always talking about having stores and their own business. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. If you got to depend on that business for revenue to live <clears throat> and somebody else don't have to, well, they're going to be able to outdo you all the time. And sooner or later, they will be showing up at you buying what you have that you was trying to sell, the clothes you got on the rack or the products you got on the shelf to pay you 10 cents on the dollar. It happens to entertainers all the time. I mean, I was just talking about that with, you know, how a lot of the entertainers really don't have ownership. And part of that. My personal opinion is that a lot of black people have failed to do politics in, in terms of uh, understanding what they need to be able to achieve. Like when Byron Allen was out here asking people to uh, keep that, uh, that get, to get that civil rights law that was on the book that would help black ownership get advertisement and things like that. A lot of the uh, black entertainers who claim to own business did not come out and help him. They did not, they did not do anything at all. And it really made it makes it. We're already at an unfair disadvantage. So we we have to when we create a business, we have to make money from it. Whereas sometimes a lot of white wealth is generational. They don't have to. They don't have to have that money from the business to make it. But if you're going on in to own a team, you got to make. Like say for instance, you want to own a football team. You got that football team has got to produce for you because you got to put a lot of your uh, liquid or your asset into that team. 
So you you won't whereas somebody like a, a, a George Steinbrenner when he was alive who was generational wealthy didn't really have to do that. I mean he he did, he put all the money back from the Yankees into the Yankees. He didn't his money was off of shipping I think shipping things and stuff like that. So I think. We as black people don't understand how important politics, doing black politics and doing it differently than we, what we've been doing it, is important to our businesses and things like that so that they can become successful and get off the ground. So I get, totally get what you're saying. Totally. Yeah. So let's say, yeah. and you know, now you talk about this reset. Yes, it is a reset. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump was trying to prevent the yeah. the world globalization having an influence on America the way it is. He was trying to yeah. get it back to the point where America becomes sort of like a whole society. So if you need irons and iron board and TV, well, it's made in America by Americans who's working. But the thing yeah. is, is that by the way it is now, you have people around the world that's making all kinds of money off of the United States. And the reason why is that where these things are being produced, the cost of living, the cost to live doesn't is nowhere near what it is in the United States. A green pepper here is a dollar ten cents. Over there, a green pepper is probably three for a quarter. And those people live off of that. But those people have been trained in certain skills, especially in manufacturing. That's why they're able to do it. Well, when those goods come back to the United States, a United States manufacturer cannot do that. One thing, yeah. they have to pay too much for labor. Why is the labor right. wants to be high? Well, because it costs a lot to live here, and especially right. in some cities in states like California or New York. That's yeah. the difference. Blacks as the group, blacks that worked in New York and blacks that worked in in in, in northern cities. They're moving back to the South to retire because the cost of living, their money goes a long, long way. Think about it. Yeah. I mean, and think, well, I, I you know, here's the thing about that. And I, I, and I feel twofold about it. I understand the moves and stuff like that, but the, the sad part about it is that they bring their bad politics with them. I mean, you know, like you, you have a lot right. of – <laughs> I mean, you. <laughs> I mean, you have a lot of uh, you know people running from New York right now in California, and they're running to like Atlanta, uh, you know, uh, to Georgia, Texas, and they're bringing their politics. They don't understand the reasons they're running from those Demo- basically some of those Democratic strongholds. They don't understand why they ran, why they got it. So they they're now in uh, states that's ran sometimes by Republicans. And they don't, they don't understand what the difference is, and they don't, they don't get out. Especially us as black people, we we stick to the same politics, and that's very scary. We don't understand that every region is different and operates in a different way, and that your politics may have to change a little bit. You have to understand the region. So I, I think some, and you need to understand where you came from too. So that's the scary part of it because now. In places like Texas, where Dallas, uh, say, was you know, it was cheaper to live, or even look at St. Louis and Kansas City, places like that, getting more expensive because people are running there now. <laughs> so, yeah. Because have been great. Missouri has been uh, ran, you know, except Missouri can be a little high on taxes and stuff, but Missouri has been 
ran pretty good. So people want to go for the low cost of living. Same thing with Texas. Now, now Texas has gotten expensive. So uh, this is this is scary. I find that very scary. But uh, uh, it'd be it's you're talking about those identifying those identification and that technology that's going to be yes, that's going to be used. Uh, yeah. A lot of the riots that went on. To in these yeah. cities, a lot of that was outside influence because blacks in those communities haven't experienced or know about what happened in the past. And when you cause that kind of a damage like they did back in the L.A. riots and the riots in Detroit and so on, the people that were hurt by this, they ain't coming back. They're not coming right. back. So now you, 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 you have created like food deserts. But take this. Those riders, a lot of them was, was was invaders. In other words, they came from outside not only the area that they were riding in, but some of them came from outside of the country, by way of the southern border or however. Now, technology was being implemented there, or should I say tested out, for being able to identify people from a long distance, like with drones. Drones nowadays have the technology to look through a mask to see who the heck you are, facial recognition. And also there's another technology that has to do with your DNA. You as a person right there where you're sitting, your body is putting off an aurora which is tied to your DNA with the right technology. They can stand back and they can analyze, pick up that DNA and know exactly who you are. Wow. That's that's crazy. So so I, I this this is why I'm this is what people can't understand. This is why I'm frightened about the new administration coming in because I see no restraint on those areas where I do believe that is one of the reasons I do I did like Donald in some ways because Donald was protecting our rights. He was protecting, hey, hey, I, we can't do some things we can't do because of the Constitution. He he literally said that uh, several times. But these people don't seem to have any, like, here, if there's a restructuring. Do you Can you see the restructuring coming through the Democratic Party and coming fast and swift? <laughs> well, the Democratic Party, the Democratic Party is racist. Well, if you really want to get down to it, that's where your yeah. racism comes because conservatives have moved away from you. Yeah, because right. You have all, you've been trained to call them what? Racist. Racist. So they right. move away from you. Now I see where they starting to fight back because they see what's going on. But right. I think that, uh, and people are always quick to blame white folks for a lot of stuff. Now there is elements not only in white society but black mm-hmm. society that's just terrible. But the vast majority right. in both societies is not that way. But you have a lot of, you know, Al Sharpton has been, in the past, have told people to be violent. Maxine Waters has told people to be violent. Kamala Harris has told people to protest and be violent. And I'm not saying go out, but they, Maxine Waters said get up in their face. Well, is that not the same thing as you would tell somebody to go and be peaceful? But the news media turn it around and say that you are the instigator of the violence that happened at the Capitol. That's a bunch of right. hogwash. Right. And see, when right. you well, are I... able to cut somebody's account off where they cannot uh, post 
Well, I blame that on two things. One, I blame it on the alternatives for still using those who have control that's being controlled by a certain voice, a biased voice. They need to create their own where you don't have to depend on them. And that hurts right. everybody, really. I agree. So anyway, I agree. Thank you. Thanks for calling me. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank. Sure. Yeah. I, I, you know, I totally agree. I, I, I think what I've seen this last week has been very scary to me, um, especially one party dominating. I, uh, in terms of, you know, Republicans have always dominated, so in sort of way, in some sort of way, but. Used, it used to be the party of free speech was more so. People would think, look at that as Democrats at one time. But now Democrats have become, uh, the last several years, I mean, not that I've I've never been big in Dem- the Democratic Party, but the, they have become very scary. <laughs> if you don't agree with them, now we, we're getting so that we're getting, I mean, like a lot of the rioters are on, I mean, not rioters, but the uh, people, the the. Well, whatever you, if you call it riots or whatever, the people who went to protest, even some of them who were, who were quite, who were innocent, who just happened to walk in the Capitol building, uh, are on FBI list now, <laughs> no flight list, and all kinds of things. So that's pretty scary to me. I'm like, oh, this is getting, this is getting nerve wracking right here. And so my thing is, how are you gonna live? How? How do we learn to live in this type of society that we see in this coming? And I'm telling you, I feel like it's coming fast and swift, and I feel like we got rid of one protection. Who was going to protect us against I might not have liked all his politics, but I could appreciate that he wanted to – he's like, you know, you can't – like when they were talking about tracking for vaccinations and stuff like that, Donald Trump said, wait a minute, there's some things we can't do because of the Constitution. He respected that. Then he also wanted to put controls on tech, the technocrats, which I like that. I think there needs to be some controls there. So, I mean, you know, this is is very scary. So when when I come back, we're going to talk about some of the articles that uh, that's up that I want, I want to get to. Um, Capitol Police warned three days before the Capitol could be uh, targeted. Uh, we want to talk about Trump being impeached again. <laughs> I don't know why they did it. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. Uh, And also double masking, okay? Uh, I want to talk about that and a whole lot more when we get back on the CC show. Oh, and Bill Gates, okay? We got to talk about Bill's out here buying up farmland. Now that is scary. (laughs) That's probably been the scariest thing I heard this week. (laughs) Bill buying up farmland. No, I got scared. I got scared. Because we we know that the rumors are rumors are is that Bill is into population control, so I'm like uh, him owning a lot of farmland doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about this a whole lot more when I get back. Meanwhile, let's listen to some Alexander O'Neill. Never knew love like this. I'll be back in a moment.
Carolina Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. Okay, what's up, y'all? I am in the middle of eating my lunch. I'm trying to eat my lunch, go a little, have a little break between y'all and between. So if y'all hear me smacking, y'all know how I do on the show. It's so messy, okay? <laughs> okay, so... Listen, we were talking about, um, I wanted to get into talking about the uh, Capitol Police Intelligent Report this week that came out. Warned three days before attack that Congress, is, that Congress itself could be targeted, okay? And this is according to the Washington Post. You know, I just found out this week that uh, Amazon owned the, that uh, Jeff Bezos owned the Washington Post. I did not know that. That was interesting. I just found that out. Mm. But it says three days before thousands of rioters, Converged on the U.S. Capitol, an internal uh, Capitol Police Intelligence report warned of a violent scenario in which Congress itself could be the target of angry supporters of President Trump on January 6th, laying out a stark alert that deepens the questions about security failures that day. In a 12-page report on January, January the 3rd, the intelligence unit of the Congressional Police Force described how thousands of enraged protesters egged on Trump, egged on, what's that, egged on Trump, and flanked by white supremacists and extreme militia groups who are likely to stream into Washington armed for battle. This time the focus was the area of would-be members of Congress, the report says. Supporters of the current presidency, January 6, 2021, is the last opportunity to overturn the results of the presidential election, according to the memo, portions of which were obtained by Washington, the Washington Post. This uh, sense of desperation and disappointment may lead to more of an incentive to become violent. Unlike previous post-election protests, the targets of pro-Trump supporters are not necessarily the counter-protesters as they were previously, but rather Congress itself, the target on the 6th. Now, I don't believe, um, and they've already said that there has been disproven, the feds have already dispelled the idea that they were coming in there to kidnap people and all that. I don't believe that was getting ready, that was happening whatsoever. And the reason why I don't believe that was happening because they had selfies out. I saw mostly, you know, it's first of all, and, and please don't get me wrong, I don't take lightly the people who were killed that day there. That's very sad. But there, uh, most of it was done. Like I think the police, one of the police officers were, cru- were crushed into the door. They got caught in the door or something like that. Very sad. Um, and the other situation, the shooting of the lady, that happened by the Capitol Police. So most of the stuff was not done. I mean, it, they were. It seemed like accidents in the midst of this, uh, this people in running into the Capitol to have their voices heard. Okay, so uh, and I know people have a problem with me saying that. I, I that. Yes, I do believe some people were angry. It could possibly be violent. That's what happens when people feel out of control in their government. I mean, but at the same time, and that's the same thing I say with the rioters from this summer, too. When people feel out of control and stuff, people will do things like this. But here's the thing that I have a problem with right here, is that they told them three days before, and security was suddenly laxed. That sounds like, to me, a setup. Okay, and I know people want to say, yeah, Donald Trump set up. No, I don't think Donald Trump. Donald Trump would not have anything to gain by setting up uh, people storming the Capitol and being violent because he, he's already in a bad position. People are already trying to oust him, so he wouldn't, 
he wouldn't look bad. I said this on the show a couple of days ago, what I think. Okay? What I think is that there may be some politicians. I'm going to even go, this is Carlotto's Theory 101. This is my conspiracy theory, okay? I would go as far as to say that maybe the Democrats set up a situation where it would make it easier for them to transition Biden in without having the Dem- the Republicans uh, going back and forth with them. The Republicans would, would, would not, they like say for instance, they would, it would be, they knew that if they had some sort of attack come out of this, no one gets hurt, but a lot of those Republicans who were dissenting to the fact of Joe Biden becoming president, who were arguing, they would be subdued because they would feel bad for this attack. And then they could go with this idea of, yeah, they were invoking invoking these people. Look, it may have really been something set up, maybe possibly by the Democrats, or maybe by um, even um, – left-wings and right-wing groups together because there were some uh, conservatives who who disagreed with Trump being there, too. Dick Cheney's daughter. Okay? And I always said the neocons were never happy about Donald Trump. So I think this was an attempt for the, the neoconservative Republicans to get their, this is just my theory, okay? Don't let it provoke you to violence. <laughs> Okay. Um, this is a theory. All I'm saying is that there is a strong possibility that somebody could have came up with this idea from the inside to calm down the storm that was coming about Trump, uh, Trump winning the election, okay? And I don't see where Republicans would have benefited from people storming the Capitol, I mean, with no weapons. They didn't have no, most of them didn't have no weapons. I haven't I haven't heard too many. I've only heard one story about possible weapons. But most of those people were going in there with their phones and selfies, and they was taking stands. And, I mean, they was, they was looting. But was they violent, really, in some senses? I don't know. I don't know if I – I don't think most of them were. And so one of, even one of the people arrested was a left-wing guy that was very popular on the left side. So – it, it, the story is unraveling and it's getting more interesting. We'll find out probably in the coming days who was responsible for this. But I found that very interesting that they um, uh, they thought uh, that um, it's. I mean that they they don't think now that uh, that some people are looking at it as being an inside job because they knew three days before. So why would you not have the police? Out there uh, making sure that everything is looked over, you know, and especially if there was threats against them. Okay, so I'm sure that went to the person in charge. So it'd be interesting why they calmed down the police force. Okay. Um, also, let's see in the news what I want to talk about with you guys. Uh, do we want to talk about double masking first? Let's talk about it. Okay. Let's go with the double masking because y'all out here doing the most. Y'all getting mad at people because they're not wearing their masks. You getting upset. You getting mad. But a lot of people are starting to say, uh, "Let me see. Do I got it up here?" 
They pull up the double mask and, uh, oh, no, that's the video. I don't want that. Hold on. Let's pull up here about these double masks so y'all can, we can talk about. But y'all want people to start double masking now because you don't think, obviously, one mask is enough. Okay? And you got celebrities out here all on their thing trying to make people feel bad, talking about double masking. I mean, talking about masking. Why don't you got on your mask? Because it ain't your business. You just wear your mask. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. If you, it is the thing. is, It's starting to look like they don't know what is going to be safe and what's not. Okay, because now they're one. They're 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 uh, throwing out the ideas of possibly people should wear more than one mask. Now we're gonna be suffocating out here in these streets. Okay, if people have to start wearing more than one mask, it's going to uh, be kind of crazy. Okay, so let me. I'm trying to pull that up. Let's see. Here it is. Okay, here's the article. Should we start wearing? Multiple face masks. I think here's this. What is this from? This is from InsideHook.com. It says double masking could prove essential. Now wait a minute. This has been several articles out this week like this. Okay, so I want to say that. Okay. Uh, it says during the first couple of months of the pandemic, we learned to prioritize prioritize our short supply of N95 respirators for those who needed them most. The CDC and FDA both uh, endorsed cloth face coverings, coverings and emphasize that we didn't need the filtration superpowers of N95 in order to stay safe and slow the spread of coronavirus. Ten months later, this remains the case, especially with hospitalizations. Uh, ten months later, this remains the case, especially with hospitalizations rising across the country. Still, it's understandable that some Americans might wish they had more, a more robust, robust mass at the moment, if only to pull off trips to the grocery store. The extremely infectious UK variant has firmly arrived in the United States, and ophthalmologists are already warning that even typical COVID safety measures, like staying six feet apart, may not be enough to protect oneself from the virus. Now, notice the vaccines are gone suddenly. They don't have enough vaccines because, and and I don't believe they don't have enough vaccines. This is my personal opinion because a lot of people weren't wanting the vaccine. They even had healthcare workers turn away the vaccine. So what the fuck happened to all the vaccines? I don't know. But they might not have made a lot of them. But I think this here comes the big fear to push you to go get them. <laughs> so when the vac when it comes back when it comes time to 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 it's, they're gonna make it so bad. That when they bring vaccines back, you gonna run to go get one, okay? Cause they gonna scare you to death. Okay? That's my personal opinion, okay? Um, to that end, it may be worth creating a DIY version of the N95 mask using multiple masks, also known as double masking. The next time you leave the house, okay? Now this article tried to say. Okay, now, yeah, masking are work. Masking is still working. Trust me, masking is still working while hospitalization is going up. Obviously, something ain't working because masking is, is mandated in most states across the country when you go in. Now, we on this show, because we like to read news across the spectrum, we already knew that masking does not is not 100% working. They've done tests. 
for you masters out there, they've done tests where people sneeze right through masks, okay? I'm not telling you not to wear masks. You got to because it's mandated right now, okay? But I'm saying to you that double masks were going to come because they always, even in 1918 with Spanish flu, it didn't work. Because they didn't have the right thing. So now these people in this article is trying to convince you, like, maybe you should wear two. Because that's because they don't think something's working. Why try to convince you that it's working at the same time, okay? It says, so she, um, it says, if you combine multiple layers, you start achieving pretty high efficiencies at blocking the virus, okay? She recommends wearing a cloth mask over one of those disposable surgical masks. It's the closest approximation of an N95 respirator you can wear on your face. Remember, N95 was always the best mask to have. I'm telling y'all they don't know what they're talking about, but we're going to keep going. Uh, 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 without outright purchasing one that you could have used in a hospital to save your lives. Dr. Marr and her colleagues published research late last year which explains exactly how the fibers of a mask can block the progress of air droplets. In layman's turn, adding extra layer gives the virus a hell of a time exiting or entering airways. Just bear in mind, loading up with three or more masks will defeat the purpose. At that point, you will struggle with breathing and be more likely to pull the mask off and gasp for air. Well, you know what? We're struggling with breathing with one ass mask. Shut your ass up. Y'all going to try to put two on people? It, next time it's going to go to three. Then it's going to go to not. Now they saying you can't even stand six feet apart. The new virus is a new variant out here. It's a new strain. It's going to be even worse. I just, I, I, I mean, you, it's just, it's, it's like a fiction. I mean, it just keeps getting, it, it keeps getting extra. Okay, so now here's another thing they had out. You know all those shutdowns they did over the last over last year? All the shutting down, we gotta shut down, we need to shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down. Well guess what? Newsweek dot com. Okay, it's from Newsweek. Please don't argue with me. It's from Newsweek. Argue with Newsweek. COVID lockdowns may have no clear benefit versus other voluntary measures, measures international study shows. I, I feel like a psychic. I feel like a prophet because, you know, no, I'm not really a prophet. The people in Sweden, I've read articles from Sweden. The dude in Sweden already said this a long time ago that you, it doesn't matter. You actually need to be out more. He said this. He said where you people are more likely to catch the viruses is inside, uh, in their homes with each other, or some. You know, sometimes he was saying, but he was saying that the shutdowns were not necessary. Remember, Sweden never shut down. Evaluating COVID nineteen uh, 
Responses around the world found that mandatory lockdown orders early in the pandemic may not provide significantly more benefits to slowing the spread of the disease than other voluntary measures. Okay, hold on, guys. I'm having a little bit of technical problems. Give me a moment. I'm going to take a real quick break, and I will be right back, okay? We're just going to take a quick break so I can fix this real quick, okay? So here is Usher, Don't Waste. Don't waste your time. Don't is it don't waste your time? I think it's the name of the song. Okay, I'll be back in a moment, y'all, real quick. Y'all know what this is. My mind was changed. I'm glad you made intoxicated. You're about to be love in the end, baby. You Lockdown early, 
starters early in the pandemic may not provide significantly more benefits to slowing the spread. Okay. Slowing the spread of the disease uh, than the voluntary measures. Um, Okay, here's this this article is acting out here. Yeah, but anyway, I'm going to try to pull up this other article too to. that, that was with that I wanted to read to you guys too, but I, we've been saying it, okay? So um, three we uh, undercover billionaire. I'm trying to figure out find this thing here. Okay, I have to find this article, you guys. But it says the researchers use the. Uh, it says. Um, it says the researchers use a mathematical model to compare countries that did and did not enact more restrictive lockdown orders and determined there was no clear significant benefit, beneficial effect of more restrictive measures on case growth in any other country. We do not question the role of all public health interventions or, or of coordinated communications about the epidemic, but we fail to find any additional benefits of stay-at-home orders and business closures, the researchers said. However, the researchers also acknowledged that the study had limitations and noted that this that cross-country comparisons are difficult since nations have many different rules, cultures, and relationships between government and citizenry. Okay, but this has been even found out even in New York City. There were people getting New York uh, COVID in New York City who were staying in the house following all the rules and everything and still getting it. Okay, because partly... It was not uh, because of uh, a lot of people did not feel like that. I mean, a lot of uh, experts early on said that that was not the problem. The lockdown was not the problem. It was people being in small spaces together and passing it and passing it along. Okay, uh, let me see if I have it here. If I have this article, I'm trying to find this other article where. Um, it says. Uh, COVID spread by, okay, COVID spread by locations, okay, this was on Fox News, okay, it says household and social gatherings, 73% was the spread, okay, 70%, people gathering together in their houses and everything like that, and social gatherings, okay, uh, also healthcare delivery, 7.8%, higher education, 2.0%, education employees, 1.5%, Restaurant and bars, 1.4%. Hair and personal care, 0.1%. They shut down a whole fucking economy for two to three months over some shit that didn't work, that isn't working. And y'all here talking about the mask stuff too. Now you look like the mask ain't working either. That's what it looks like because they're telling you to double up on them. Well, now you got to double up. You're a devil of a man. It's wild. They changed the whole economic, and Joe was still talking about shedding, shutting down again. He was gonna really try to ruin the account. This is this is just scary. It doesn't. They. This isn't the reason. The reason isn't that you need to stay out the movie theater or you need to stay out the the hairdresser. The reason is when you all together in the house. Sweden knew this early on. They had already done a study in Sweden. I read it on the show probably in April, March of April, end of March, April, early April last year. That's how long 
Sweden had known this. A doctor in Sweden had known this. Fauci's crazy ass did not know. Fauci's crazy ass was saying that exact after. Here we are several months later, come to find out it's true. I mean, why are we still listening to Fauci? I have no clue. Why? Who? Anybody still listening to Fauci? I have no clue. Why? Okay. I don't know what will help with the COVID, the COVID situation, but I think that America needs to get back to business. I think people need to get back to work. I think the, 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 the everything needs to open up now, just carefully, slowly, but it needs to open up. It's, it's enough. We're in the economy, and there's no even, there's not a one proof that it helps anything. And while you've been shut down and wearing masks, the numbers are still going up. You know? So crazy what they gonna say next. What's the, what's the reason why the, why is the number still going up? Okay. So uh very interesting, okay? Um also what do I want to talk about? Bill Gates out here? Yes. Bill out here buying up all the farmland. Why, Bill? Why is Bill Gates out here buying up all the farm America's biggest owner of farmland is Bill Gates. Okay, this is according to Forbes.com. It says Bill Gates, the fourth richest person in the world, and a self-described nerd who is known for his early programming skills rather than his love for the outdoors, has been quietly snatching up 242,000 acres uh, of farmland across the U.S., enough to make him the top private farmland owner in America. Now, I actually believe there should be regulations put on how much farmland a person owns, okay, because farmland is so dependent on the growth of food and everything. No one should have a monopoly in owning farmland, okay? That's just my personal opinion. After years of reports that he was purchasing agricultural land in places like Florida and Washington, the land report revealed that Gates, who has a net worth of nearly $121 billion, according to Forbes, has built up a massive farmland portfolio spanning 18 states. His largest holdings are in Louisiana, 69,071, Arkansas, 47,927 acres, Nebraska, 20,588 acres, Additionally, he has a stake in 25,750 acres of transitional land on the west side of Phoenix, Arizona, which is being developed as a new suburb. According to land, the land report research, the land is held directly and uh, through uh, and through third-party entities as Cascade Investment, Gates Personal Investment Vehicle, Cascade's other investments include Food Safety Company. Equalab, used car retailer room, and Canadian National Railway. While it may be surprising that the tech billionaire would also be the biggest farmland owner in the country, this is not Gates' only foray into agriculture. In 2008, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation announced $306 million grant to promote high-yield, sustainable agriculture among smallholder um, farms in sub-Saharan Africa and South Asia. Mm-hmm. Sounds like somebody's trying to control the world's uh, food population. That's my, my opinion. I, and I don't look at him with because he's been known to be 
say things about population and foundation has further invested in the development and pro- proliferation of super crops resistant to climate change and higher yield dairy, dairy cows. Last year, the organization announced uh, uh, Gates Ag One, a nonprofit to advance those efforts. It is not entirely clear how Gates farmland is being used or whether any of the land is being set aside for conservation. Cascade did not return for his request for comment. However, there is some indication that the land could be used in a way that aligns with the foundation's values. Cottonwood AG Management, as a subsidiary of Cascade, is a member of Leading Harvest, a nonprofit that promotes sustainable agricultural standards and prioritizes protections of crop, soil, and water resources, okay? Gates is not the only billionaire on the land support list of private farmland owners. Wonderful company co-founder Stuart and Linda Resnick worth $7.1 billion, ranked number three with 193 acres. The farmland produces the goods for their brands, including POM, Wonderful, Wonderful Pistachios, and Wonderful Halos Mandarins, okay? While Gates may be the country's biggest farmland uh, owner, he by no means is the long, largest individual land owner, okay? Um, the land report gives a top spot to Liberty Media Chair John Malone, who owns 2.2 million acres of ranch uh, acres of ranch and forests. CNN founder Ted Turner ranked number three with two million acres of ranch land in eight states. Even Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos is investing in land on a land on a large scale. Uh, wow, you know, billionaires being a very small percentage of the population, but having all the wealth. You know, I'm not a person who likes to put levels on what people can, how much money people can have. But at the same time, uh, when you're in a country of have and have not, this is very scary for them to have that much control, uh, to be able to buy up farmlands and stuff like that. I don't like it. I don't like where we're going here. Uh, especially Bill Gates' crazy ass. Okay, that's all I got to say to that. Not on that, <laughs> on that note. Okay, I don't know how I am. All right. Okay, so what we talk about double masking? Let's talk about the California Swinger Party. I might say that for Pat Part Two. Uh, let's talk about how women are struggling. Y'all out here struggling on OnlyFans. No, it is so depressing. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all go on OnlyFans to sell some new pictures, and y'all struggling to sell them. It's, a, it's an article from the New York Times. It says, OnlyFans, a social media platform that allows people to sell explicit photos of themselves, has boomed during the pandemic. Okay, let me see. Uh, this is crazy here. Hold on here, guys. It says it's boom during the pandemic, okay? Uh, but competition on the site means many won't earn much, okay? It says Savannah Benevides uh, stopped working at her job as a medical biller in June to take care of her two-year-old son for his day after his daycare shut down. Needing a way to pay their bills, she created an account on OnlyFans. Jesus. A social media platform where users sell original content 
to monthly subscribers and started posting photos of herself nude or in lingerie. Miss Benevides, 23, has made 64000 since July. Enough not just to take care of her own bills, but to help family and friends with rent and car payments. It's more money than I have ever made in any job, she said. I have more money than I know what to do with. Lexi Exenberger was hoping for a similar windfall when she started an OnlyFans account in November. A restaurant worker in Billings, Montana, Miss Exenberg, 22, has been laid off three times during the pandemic and was so in need of cash by October that she had to drop out of dental hygiene school. After donating plasma and doing odd jobs, she didn't have enough to pay her bills, so at the suggestion of some friends, she turned to OnlyFans. She has only made about $500 so far. She's a shy hit. Oh, Lord, I can't read it. It's depressing. OnlyFans, seen and based in Britain, has boomed in popularity during the pandemic. As of December, it has had more than 90 million users and more than 1 million content creators up from 120,000 in 2019. The company declined to comment for this article. With millions of Americans unemployed, some like Ms. Benavides and Ms. Exenberger are turning to OnlyFans in an attempt to provide for themselves and their families. The pandemic has taken a particular devastating toll on women and mothers, wiping out parts of the economy where women dominate, retail businesses, restaurants, and healthcare. A lot of people are migrating to OnlyFans out of desperation, said Angela Jones, an associate professor of sociology at the State University of New York at Forming Gale. Uh, these people are, are, who are worried about eating, they're worried about keeping the lights on. They're worried about being evicted. But for every person like Miss Benevides or whatever, who is able to use OnlyFans as her primary source of income, there are dozens of more like Miss Exenberger who hope for a windfall and end up with little more than a few hundred dollars and worries that the photos will hinder their ability to get a job in the future. Child, this is a mess. This is a mess, child. Listen here. It's already an incredibly saturated market, Ms. Jones said, of explicit content online. The idea that people are just going to open up an OnlyFans account and start raking the dough is really misguided. Yes, it is, honey. You you gotta have a marketing strategy. You gotta have a lot of stuff. Everybody can't go on. You got to have some gimmick. Everybody can't go on OnlyFans and make money. I, I want to tell you, young lady, come on now. I tease about it, but listen, seriously, dude. you can't go on. If you're going to do it, you're you going to have to have some sort of plan and just showing up naked. I mean, a lot of these people, the girl the girl who's making the money, I bet there's a lot more to her her website or whatever she, that she's saying. There's a lot more. There's some specific things or something like that that she does that probably gets people's attention and gets her there. Y'all just can't go open up an OnlyFans talking about y'all getting ready to make some own extra money. Hell no. A lot of people is not going to it's, – it's a lot of people, women out there on OnlyFans. And then some of them on Instagram showing it off for free. Shit. Sad world. It's sad. They on OnlyFans and can't make no money. $500. She's only making five hundred. She's done came down to five hundred bucks. This is really sad. This is really, I, I'm sad for her. Okay. Oh Lord, what's the next story here? Okay, uh, Lori Harvey. Somebody's winning. 
Talk about the world being backwards. You know what? Listen, I talked about this too, about Lori Harvey winning. Like, you know, men always say, you know, men tell you, some men say, I want a woman who's doing AIV. I want a woman who's independent. Uh, Lori Harvey, from what I can see, does absolutely nothing. Lori Harvey does suck up all you hoes dreams, right? She is dating Michael B. Jordan right now. At least they making it look like she dating Michael B. Jordan, okay? Michael B. Jordan might be out here doing a favor to put Lori back on track and shit. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But because, you know, she was after dating Future, the stock had fallen, okay? So it says after months of dating rumors, just according to ET Online, Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey have confirmed their romance. The pair made the relationship Instagram official on Sunday, sharing romantic photos on the social media platform. Jordan, who has been private about his love life, was first to share a pic on his Instagram. The 33-year-old actor cuddled up with Harvey in one snap before gazing into her eyes in another. He tagged Harvey in the pics as well as uh, photographer Leo Vossi, okay, Vossi, okay? Uh, listen, you know, uh, it's different. <laughs> I don't know if it's a publicity stunt or not, uh, but Lori Harvey, it is a good fucking look. It's better than future. I mean, and, you know, Lori Harvey is just winning alone from getting away from future and not having a baby. I, you know, most women don't do that. They don't make the Most women, a lot of people that have messed with future ain't came away from me. Yeah, Joey Chaffee. But this girl managed to do so, and this girl right now is winning. Listen, Lori, girl, little girl, you're listening right now here. Don't mess it up. But if you are going to mess it up, if it's just a publicity stunt, if it's not going to stay on, let me explain some things here. Date better. Do not go back future way. Okay? Future, future, don't go back to futures of the world. Okay? Let future be for the people's future's for, okay? But you continue to, after after Michael B. Jordan, you should be able to go higher, okay? Now, I, would, I, I think Michael B. Jordan is a great kid. You need to make that fucking work. And what I would say is get some other things under your belt. I mean, I don't know if you're going to get a reality show, you're going to go to school. I don't know what Lori Harvey needs to get out here and do. You need to do something that keeps Michael B. Jordan's interest, okay? Because he seems like he can be all over the fucking place, okay? So, Lori, I mean, you play the game well. well now, now, wait a minute, Michael B. Jordan. You might need to do something to keep Lori's interest. Lori, Lori's out here. Lori ain't regular. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this is good. I like the look. I mean, he needed, wait, let me just say this. Okay, let's say if it's a publicity son, okay? He needed a black woman today because everybody knows the woman's been on him that he ain't been out here in these streets. Y'all putting up a uh, thing about Maxwell. Y'all can put it on YouTube. Was, I was supposed to show y'all that, too. I was supposed to find for y'all. I forgot. I was supposed to find for y'all the YouTube of Maxwell that the video I recently saw of a girl wrote a whole, did a whole thing on YouTube about Maxwell date, when he dated white women. And she, it's, a, it's a recent one, right? And she was talking about how all these Hollywood men date white women, but they, they want black women's dollars. And she, and she was saying that she used Maxwell as an example. <laughs> Hey, Maxwell done dated across the board. Shit. 
I mean, I got to give it to him. He has dated across the board, okay, from what they show us. I don't know. Shit, y'all be saying, sometimes y'all be saying, man, I don't know where y'all are. But what it looks like, when I seen him dating women, he looked like he done dated everybody, okay? So, but Michael B. Jordan has been a dude out here known for dating white girls too, okay? Okay? He needed a black girl. So maybe this is a publicity stunt to establish him with black women and establish Lori Harvey with somebody decent. I don't know. But whatever it is, I wish, I hope it's real, though, kind of. I mean, make it real. Make it real. Lori, please don't mess it up. I get something going. At least while you're dating them, get some stuff going. This should be able to give you some sort of publicity to let you move on to greater pastors. Okay? Here's what it is, okay? And I figured that he needed a black woman to date at this time. Because, you know, there was rumors about him running around here with a lot of these and like that one. And then I read a story on here where his, what was happening to his assistant was saying he was flirting with him. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> Let me stop. Oh, my God. I was supposed to find y'all. Let me see. I got to, you know, we got to have a part two because we got so much to talk about. I haven't finished everything, man. Today we got to, we got so much. So we got to talk about gas creeping up. I want to talk about John David and Zendaya's new movie coming up. Uh, we got to talk about uh, Andrea Day playing Billie Holiday. Uh, we got to talk about the uh, California Swinger Party. Uh, Nick Cannon getting tattoos with a new model. Some girl that got a tattoo with Nick Cannon of Nick Cannon on her. Child, that's dumb as hell. Okay, but you know, child, let me. I gotta talk to you, girl. We, we, I'll do it in part two. Part two, we gonna have a all. We gonna just do celebrity stuff. We'll do some, and we'll do some politics side into it too. Cause I got a whole lot of more stuff to talk on the political front to talk about. We talk about the social media, this article, a great article I saw in the age of social media, expand the reach of First Amendment. We'll talk about that. Um, what else? Uh, oh, man, we got, it's a, it's a whole lot of things I haven't got to today. So we'll, we'll, we're going to get to them, okay? I'm going to uh, get to them in part two. So part two show will be a little less informal. We'll still get some politics in there, but we'll mostly talk about uh, it's going to mo- mostly be celebrity gossip, okay? And on that, on part two show, I have the video. It's a video still up, the girl put up about Maxwell. <laughs> somebody, somebody asked me for that video, <laughs> video about him dating the white women about Hollywood. about Hollywood men wanting really white women, but they use black women for um, uh, uh, to, to, uh, to get their dollars, right? And they was like, she was like really having a discussion, like saying, y'all shouldn't be going to their concerts and stuff like that. I was like, damn. But uh, to his defense, okay, she really did a whole thing. She used Maxwell as an example. But to his defense, if you look at his dating history, he really has dated across the board. I mean, I would say, I think that the one girl got on there under everybody's skin, the Diamante. <laughs> What's her name? Shit, I don't know her name. But it was, it was, it was the one girl that got under her skin. I actually thought she was cute, though. I actually thought she was kind of cute. I didn't think she was bad. I was actually, I thought it was strange was Delissa was strange. But who am I, you know, ain't my business. But listen, I'm just saying, it's not fair. Y'all, I mean, he did really date across the board, but I will put that, I will tell y'all what that is. I will try to find it and see the link. It's a brand new video. It came up, came across my timeline, a girl done 
on him. And that's because he was some of the people I know on, on YouTube and some of my friends gave put the link on my thing, okay? So they know I'm crazy about Maxwell, so they did, you know, that they put that link up there. But I will tell y'all what it is next show so y'all can know uh, what I'm talking about. I may even play her a little bit next show, okay? Uh, and that's, and it's really the, the majority of the conversation is more so about black males uh, dating, not really liking black women, but black men in Hollywood and using black women to for only currency, okay? That can happen. That's right. It might happen. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It could happen. Um, I think a lot of dudes that I mean, Michael B. Jordan could be doing that right now. Shit. I mean, dating Lori Harvey just for, you know, to keep keep the black, keep the sisters on. The sisters of his bread and butter. Okay? So he needs to, uh, uh, he needs he needs a sister, okay? But you know the rumors were out there that he wasn't feeling black women like that. So for him to be dating Lori Harvey, a lot of black women going, "Yay, woo, this is good, this is good." But hold up, wait a minute. Maybe it's just a little thing out there for him. Maybe he's just using her so he can look like he likes her. Okay, that's tra- that's a that's a strong possibility. Okay, that's a strong ass possibility out here. I wouldn't doubt none that kind of stuff going on in these streets. <laughs> a mess out here. Okay, a mess. All right. I mean, you know, hey, it is what it is. Okay, so we got to talk about that part two show. We gonna go into uh, we gonna talk about more about that. Uh, celebrity, we're going to do more celebrity news, the celebrity gossip for part two. I focus mostly on politics and some other stuff today, but we'll get more. Part two will be a little bit more looser, okay? So I will try to do part two, no promises, but I will try to do it either late tonight. It's going to be a late midnight show or maybe Sunday or sometime during the week, okay? So I gave y'all three choices. <laughs> All right, so y'all know that. If I don't show up on the first two choices, it's going to be the third choice, all right? Okay, so don't be mad at me and hitting up my inbox, okay? I'm, I'm going to be on. I'm doing part two. I decided not to take my vacation because I got a lot of issues to <laughs> All right, so you guys, thank you guys for hanging out with me like you do every week. I appreciate you so much. Y'all know I do. We're going to leave uh, the show. What are we going to leave with? Um... Uh, I don't know. Man, see what yearning for your love. This is one of my favorite songs by Gap Band, okay? It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. Have a wonderful weekend. I'm out, y'all. See y'all.
Picasso. Thank you guys for hanging out with me like you do every week and listening to me ramble and talk about all my shit. Okay, I appreciate y'all. <laughs> all right. Uh, listen, if you want to get in touch with me, you can hit up the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page, okay? Send me a message. You, you're welcome to do that. You can also hit me up on Carly's underscore Galaxy on Instagram, okay? You can DM me on there also, too. And also uh, Twitter. There's two accounts, the Chatwood Show and Carlotta72, okay? I'm hardly on Carlotta72. But I do post a lot of articles and stuff for Speed Chat with Show, okay? So make sure, you know, follow both because you never know. Okay, you never know with me. You know, I'll be all over the place. You never know what I'll do, okay? All right, so, like, we were talking about what part two show is going to be about. It's going to be really good. So we're going to talk, you know, I'm going to try and get more celebrity gossip in there. We're going to talk about uh, the dozens of people on the FBI watches because I didn't get to talk about that. Nick Cannon getting tattoos with a new woman. Okay, and she got a tattoo of Nick Cannon on her child. Who would get a tattoo with Nick Cannon's name on them right now? Who? Who? What's wrong with you girls? What's wrong with y'all? Y'all ain't crazy. Is that crazy? Lori, I'm going to need her to write a book. I can help y'all. No, Lori can't write a book yet. I got to make sure that her date is up. It's better. Okay, and then we got to talk about John Legend out here throwing folks under the bus, okay? He had John Legend through this man under the bus, uh, distancing himself from prosecutor charges of sexual assault. And so it's not funny, the situation, but it's funny how John Legend was real quick to distance his ass from <laughs> Okay, HBO announces final season of Insecure. You should do this, okay? It does need to be. It, it seemed like last year it was kind of winding down. So I can agree with this. Talk about gas line, uh, gas, the gas uh, uh, going up. Is anybody noticing that? Uh, we also talk about Wendy Williams revealed her rapist. It was an R&B singer back in the 80s. And he had some joints, allegedly, her alleged rapist, okay? Because the homeboy is passed away. He ain't here to defend himself. But listen, I remember him. What was his name? Sherrick or whatever. I forget Sherrick or what. I forget the dude's name, but he, he had some joints. I, as a matter of fact, I went and looked it up. I was like, whoa, I remember that song. I, I almost went over the iTunes and bought a couple. <laughs> Listen, the rape ain't funny. I ain't laughing at that because that's not no cool. I'm just laughing at that. He had some jams. I was like, I forgot about him. But yeah. Yeah, Wendy, Wendy revealed who that was, okay? Wow, so that's crazy. We got to talk about that. And we got to talk about how Hallmark out here, Hallmark cards, my old employer, asking people, folks back, uh, 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 Republicans back for their donations. How you going to ask people back for the, How you going to ask for your donations, man? <laughs> oh, my God, we got so much to talk about. This show is so busy. I got so Oh, and we got to talk about y'all out here because y'all feel nasty in the world. Y'all feel nasty. Listen, sex is never, COVID is not going to stop sex, okay? I'm going to just tell everybody right now. COVID-19 does not stop sex. And some of y'all nasty asses over the last week was was out here at a swingers party, about 200 of y'all asses. That's nasty, okay, at the swingers party. Now, sidebar, okay? I found this little great show on YouTube. I forget the name of it right now, but they talk about sex and stuff on there. And this girl was talking about going to one of those Pandora parties. Like, she didn't go, and she wasn't participating. But she went to just go watch. I would do that shit. I would definitely go to watch. <laughs> I was like, this girl 
and she was talking about her experience and going to this was pre COVID, uh, going to a, a pan or what's a Pandora? What's it? Is that my, am I saying that right? A Pandora's black party where people go like you don't have to participate, you don't have to participate, but you can walk through different rooms and see sex going on and all kind of stuff. It's like you got to get a special invite to clubs and stuff, all kind of nasty. So she said, but that shit happens in New York all the time. I was like, really? I mean, I knew about the Pandora parties and stuff. I've heard about these big parties and stuff. But, like, she was saying they're, like, a big thing, like, pre-COVID. So, very interesting. Listen, I would go in because I'm nosy, okay? I'm nosy. <laughs> I would participate. Hell no. But I would definitely go. My ass would definitely go watch. <laughs> and see what, see what people do it just to have the experience of saying I went, Okay. But who's having a swingers party today with with COVID and it's 200 of y'all in the house? Y'all don't care. See, and HIV didn't scare y'all ass. I know COVID ain't going to scare you. <laughs> and some of y'all, wait a minute. Some of y'all asses out here, especially these, uh, especially a lot of these celebrities up here wearing masks and trying to wear your mask, wear your mask. I bet they bitch ass don't even wear condoms, okay? I'm telling you, this is and, and, and some of y'all bitch asses don't even allow me make men wear condoms, okay? All y'all who yelling about face masks, I bet you don't. <laughs> so messy. It's like teacher wearing a face mask talking about, uh, I'll wear y'all mask, stay safe. I'd be like, shut up, Negro. <laughs> First thought I was wearing a condom. <laughs> oh my God, this is too much. Okay, y'all, I'll give we we'll talk about it on part two. Y'all have a wonderful week. For those of you who are excited off with me, it won't be too. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. For those of you on part two, will be coming sometime tomorrow or either tonight. I don't know. Y'all know. Y'all hear when y'all hear. Okay, I'm out. Have a good one. See y'all. Let's leave with y'all have another song to leave with. Oh God. It's just stress picking a song for y'all to leave out with, you know? But let's use Jeff Red. You called and told me, okay? Jeff Red, I, is, it, is it on here? Oh, dang it. No, we won't use that. We use forevermore, okay? I'm out. Y'all have a good one. Anthony David, I'll see y'all part two, all right? Bye. <laughs>